Hello there, and welcome to Pink Milk. I'm your host, Brian, and something needs to be said before this even starts. Uh, first, thank you. If you follow us on Twitter and you showed your support on Twitter, even if you didn't, but you've said it to yourself, um, thank you for this outpouring of support. The podcast you are about to hear was taken from a live stream uh, this past Friday, um, the first Pride live stream that we were going to broadcast for 2021, and uh, we were about 45 minutes into a great show with our fabulous and beautiful friend Chase from That Gay Jedi, and we were uh, bombarded by a lot of racist, homophobic, misogynistic, vile trash. So we were clearly targeted because we're queer by someone or some people, however that goes down. Um, so it clearly kind of threw the the chat off and we had to end the live stream because we it was just it was too much. And so we ended it and started a new one um, to which I was not super thrilled. And while I'll stand by what I said live, I don't want it to live on forever because um, I was really angry. And again, I feel everything I said was valid, but um, there's more important messages to be taken away than anger. So this podcast has been edited edited a bit. If you watch the YouTube version of the live stream, it's been edited a bit. Um, but for this podcast here, I'm actually taking the second half of the live stream, so the last part of the show, and putting it in front of this podcast version because I think really, really, really important conversation came out of this that um, is really reflective of what Pride Month is all about and speaks to a population that thinks homophobia doesn't exist anymore. If you're listening, you're probably like, wait, what? But it there is mentality out there that people don't think it exists anymore. So um, there's really important conversation here for a good chunk of time and then we get back to our usual selves of laughing and having a good time and actually have some really interesting conversation about Bad Batch. Um, but I'm really proud of how this episode turned out, as weird as that might sound, because um, I think it's very Pink Milk. I think we, we talk about a lot of queer topics. We talk about our own experience. Um, we talk a lot about Star Wars. We talk about heavy things that... Um, sometimes need to be heard that aren't always easy to talk about. And I'm also really proud of this outpouring of support. It's literally something I never dreamed could happen. I'm so proud of this podcast. I'm so grateful to how many of you listen to this, how many of you don't even identify as queer, but you still listen and you come. It is honestly from a kid who came out in the 90s, I just didn't think this could exist. Um, so as our friend Matt from Blue Bantha Milk posted in the in the stream that you'll hear hashtag angry new Brian, which is hilarious. Um, just know that with some of the surrounding things that came out of this, um, I'm going to leave in the intros that I put at the front of YouTube just to, to give some context to what is here. But this podcast is going to sound a little different than what we normally put out, but um, 
again, I think the content is more important than the, um, how do I say this? The quality of the, <laughs> the presentation. Um, so I hope you listen. It's a long one. You might want to do it over a day or two because it's like two plus hours long. Um, but honestly, this is what Pride Month is all about. This is what it's equal parts celebrating how far we've come and still talking about where we need to go. Um, this has shifted. We had last week, we had a brilliant episode with my beautiful friend, Andy. Y'all got to hear their story and how impactful it was. And this now came. And I really think it's going to help shape this next few weeks for Pink Milk during the month of Pride Month. Um, so if you're new here and you want to support us because of the things you saw, thank you. Welcome. I hope you enjoy it. Please listen to this. There's important stuff here. Also, please check out some of the other things we do when we are our usual happy selves and not directly dealing with that. I mean, we are queer, so we are always dealing with it, but not necessarily like we are in this moment. Um, also, please go follow that Gay Jedi. Chase's work on YouTube is incredible. You'll hear me tell him that he's a that, that that they're a giant in this and they are and the work that they're doing is so important and it's so good and they're just a ray of sunshine so please support them i'm so proud of them i'm so proud that i've gotten to know them and i can't wait to get to know them more because i just think chase is this amazing human being who's really had a very Im huge impact on me as a person. So um, enjoy the episode. Um, thank you again for all of your support. It it really, really, really means the world to all of us. Um, we've never gotten that kind of attention before. So um, while I'm appreciative of the attention, do I, of course, wish it didn't come out of this? Of course. But um, we're pink milk, half full kind of people over here. And um, I'm not going to let these people dictate the night. I'm going to let all of you and the outpouring of support and the, and the beautiful conversations I saw spurred out of this on Twitter determine what happened that night. And this is a really important conversation that may not have been spoken to the same way had this not happened. So I'm going to focus on that. I ask all of you listening to focus on that. And remember, people can change. There are bigots, there are homophobes, there are people out there who will never change, but there are people who are just uninformed and they can change. We all are here because we love Star Wars. Star Wars is ultimately a redemption arc. Have faith in the thing that we love and have faith in the thing that we claim to be really important to us and allow people to be redeemed. It's a really, really important lesson that isn't talked about enough because in real life, you don't always have to die after redemption. So if anything, I want people to walk away from personally is to believe there's more good in the world than bad, that sometimes people say horrible, nasty things, but they can become better. We just have to believe in humanity first. And those toxic individuals that won't change, let them go. And um, with that, 
Enjoy what's ahead. Um, thank you very, very, very much. And drink up. Hello there, and welcome to Pink Milk, where we talk Star Wars queerly. I am your host, Brian. Uh, Normally, my better hosts are with me, and normally, we're live. Um, If you saw our previous video, you know that last night uh, was our first night to do our weekly live stream that we normally do on Friday nights. Um, Was live, like all of our live streams are, obviously, but we were bombarded with a bunch of homophobic nastiness and racist nastiness so we clearly were thrown off um and we had to end the stream because we couldn't get rid of them and quite frankly we didn't want anyone in our chat room to have to sit there with that anymore so i edited the video i took out that part of the show because some of those comments made it to the screen as we were trying to delete them so what you're about to watch now is an immediate response to what had just gone down. Um, I'm going to be totally honest. I was really, really mad. Um, probably understandably so. There was some other stuff that we had dealt with earlier in the week as well. So it was it was just a lot. And this just kind of, for me, tipped it over the scale. Um, so I'm not super proud of how I handled it. It was live. It was raw. Um, but I have taken that out now. Um in a few spots, so there may be some wonky edits in here or there, or if there's some less than fun moments, uh, just to give you context, we were just delivered a whole bunch of hate speech and vile, toxic nastiness. So I hope you enjoy what you're about to see. I do think out of that came a really, really, really important conversation about living as a queer person and how we deal with homophobia. Um, we get back into Star Wars a little bit, but I think this is an important conversation. So hopefully you can give it a listen. If you're not subscribed to the channel now, please do, um, because we do have a lot of fun and we talk a lot of Star Wars, but we also have some real conversations like this. We just usually don't have trolls hanging out with us. We're all just in what we call the steam room and get thirsty and have a lot of fun. Uh, but equal parts really important. So, uh, enjoy the conversation. Um, I, again, I'm really upset that Chase, our guest had to deal with this and our steam room had to see it. Um, but at the same time, it was a reminder of what, what pride is about and what we still have to do. So enjoy the episode ahead. I don't know if it's an enjoyable episode at the beginning. It's an important episode. So watch, give us a like button. I know that's weird, but we lost a lot of views and likes last night when I deleted our live stream. So we could use your help now. Uh, follow the show. And um, if you love Star Wars, you love Fresh Perspective, give us a follow, give us a listen to all of those things. And a lot of that's going to be in the show notes below. And uh, I'm a live streamer, not a YouTuber. And I'm sure that's very obvious. So yeah, and in my effort them. to try to block and everything, I ended up bringing some of those comments yeah. to the forefront. I'm so sorry. 
<laughs> yeah, and if we just wished happy birthday to someone that may have brought that in, I don't know. So we'll see. Um, but we were going to talk about, and maybe we'll still get to some of these other things. I think talking about Star Wars seems a little like unnecessarily um, unneeded at this moment in time. So uh, let's talk about homophobia in 2021. Like, let's well, also, have a real conversation. Well, also, I mean, on our list of questions for you, Chase, mm-hmm. was actually to ask you about what it's like to be a YouTuber and to be prominent in, like, the fan community. You know, like, have you encountered issues like this before? Or do you want to talk about your experience of, like, being a visible person on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was definitely the most uh, aggressive moment that I have encountered. Um, but... You know, it's something that, first of all, like homophobia, it's so homophobia. I mean, I feel like this is kind of like an echo chamber moment, but homophobia is a very real thing and it still exists in a lot of places. And, yeah. you know, I, I get slurred in 2000, the last time I was out, like outside in public, you know, I guess like more regularly would be like 2019. So it's like homophobia is real and it's a real thing and it is also a real concern of mine when making content. But what's nice, and I was kind of telling this to Mark earlier, is for the most part, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. When I was supposed to cuss, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> After um, that, who the fuck cares? <laughs> oh, there you go. Literally, I'm like, can I just let us assume, say some, pop off some curse words? Um, okay. So it's, I find that, like, as I, as I kind of grow in confidence as a queer creator, the one thing that actually upsets me more is contact, contacting other queer Star Wars creators who are amazing and don't feel comfortable coming onto my channel because of the homophobia. It doesn't bother me as much anymore as someone who's doing it, but it bothers me that it's keeping other people from engaging with Star Wars in specific ways because it's unsafe to do so. And that and that really gets me mad. So so that I think that's one of my main um the main things I think about when I talk about, like, you know, when I think about cre- um, creating queer content online, like I get nervous, but I'm more like, I'm more mad that it affects other people who might want to engage in more public ways and don't feel safe to do so. I mean, yeah. Cause I also have like a crap ton of privilege, you know, I'm on as, as someone with this platform. So I may be talking about Star Wars queerly and putting myself on the line in some ways, but not ha- in half as many ways as other creators um, do or want to do and don't feel safe to do so. So, so, and I just have to say thank you because like, honestly, the people who are retweeting things and coming to our defense also put themselves on the line for things. And that did not go unnoticed. So please know, like, what it meant to me and I'll speak for Emma and Mark as well. Like what it meant to them. You know, I would like to say it uh, speaks for Tom too, but Tom's not on Twitter and Tom really, you thought my rant was, you thought that was something. (laughs) Tom might be nice, but never forget the man is from New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Never forget. Uh, um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, what does like how do we respond as people? Emma, let's 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 talk to you. Like how do you respond to homophobia that we see like in the world today? I have the water off a duck's back approach. Like mm-hmm. I am fortunate enough to live in a country that protects my human rights and I am going to take full advantage 
of the fact that I can live openly as a queer person and I don't really suffer many social consequences for that. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like, I mean, no one's going to take my child away from me. I mean, I'm privileged in the fact that my child is biologically related to me, which, you know, Mm -hmm. legally adds some protection. And, um, yeah, like, in general, like, my identity as a queer person is protected, like, human rights-wise by my government. So, you know, like, homophobia, I feel like it can't really touch me because I'm not interested in... Uh, a relationship with anyone who is like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, if someone doesn't like my queerness, I'm not interested in engaging with them. I can't trust them. I can't be authentic yep. with them. So I kind of have this little bubble. Um, yeah. Where I just, I just don't give those people my time or my energy. And if that means that there's other types of relationships or mm-hmm. what friendships or opportunities that I have to miss out on to me, that is uh, more than a fair trade. Like that's more than, a, than like, it's, it's worth it. It's more than worth it. You know, I, yeah. I just, you know, I just, I just don't understand. I know, I know I don't fuck with it. Like, you know, <laughs> like that's how I deal with it. And the thing is, is like, I found actually that one of the most powerful ways that I've confronted like a sort of a reluctance to accept queerness uh, from the people around me is just to like just live my life authentically and openly like when I started work at where I'm you know where I'm working um I would just talk about my wife like anyone would talk about their husband and I just Mm -hmm. treated it like it was no big deal and that sort of gave people social cues to also treat it like it was no big deal you know and then when i was pregnant and um uh, a coworker was just like making small talk whatever and i mentioned you know like my wife she seemed a bit surprised and she was like oh you don't have a husband i'm like no 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 i have a wife she's very beautiful she's from australia and uh and she was like well how did you get a baby then cuz she was like so shocked it was like the social filter <laughs> was just like <laughs> removed <laughs> Well, see, this is what happens when two people love each other. And I just said, said, oh, you know, like we just we just got some help from a doctor. That's literally all I had. It was just one sentence. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have to gross anybody out. Yeah, I didn't have to get any personal details. Exactly. So, like, that's kind of how I treat it in my everyday life. Like, especially with you know, like people that I don't know very well. I'm I just treat it just like oh, it's just another detail of my life. Like, you know, and it's and I I just talk about it the way any straight person would talk about it. And um, uh, and and the uh, but one of the interesting side effects of that, you know, and 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 like, and I I also try my best to, I mean just generally in my life, you know, just to be a good person and to, you know, be warm and, and caring and engaged and present with the people that I'm talking to. And I've actually known a couple of people at work who were reluctant to be welcoming of queer identities who changed their minds and mm-hmm. later told me that it was because of my influence because mm-hmm. they like, because they didn't, they, I mean, I'm a hundred percent sure that these people knew queer and trans people in their lives. They just were deep, so deep in the closet because their lives were their extremely Christian church. Right. So any queer person they met would be just like so far in the closet, they would smell like mothballs, but like, 
you know, but then, you know, like they came to work and they saw me and I seemed like a nice person and I was living a normal life and I wasn't coming to work in like a crop top and, you know, like throwing glitter in their faces. So leave that to the game boys. (laughs) Exactly. exactly. No, listen, I am not throwing shade on that because there is definitely a time and a place for those things. But, you know, like three o'clock on a Tuesday at a pharmaceutical company. No are not necessarily it's not necessarily the setting for that (laughs) for for glitter bombing so but yeah let me me, i want to i want to add to what you were saying because i think there's something really really important there like there is a moment stonewall did not happen by being nice yeah there is a moment that we all need to do what as la roche says there we need to do what needs to be done sometimes i didn't get that quote exactly right but true there is also power in a quieter protest looking at you people in humanizing people and yeah. just being yourself in a way. And there's I am not taking away anything from anyone who yells, screams and fights because it is needed. And I will never. Exactly. Pride is right. Andy brought that up in our in our podcast. Like, yeah. There is a time. Yep. And this bitch right here can throw a stone or a brick or a goddamn boulder like Wrecker if I need to. Don't let my 5'4 stature fool you. Like, I can get it done. But there is something to just humanizing and for the purpose of lack of better words in this moment, normalize situations to let people know we are just people. And if there is a time to yell, but there is and there is a time to rock your crop, your, your crop top and throw glitter. There is a time for that. Please. I was a club kid in the early 2000s. There was a time for it. Yeah. But sometimes if I'm at my child's like PTA meeting, I don't need to announce that I'm a gay dad in glitter and a crop top. It's just yeah. not yeah. needed at that moment. Do I have the right to? Of course. Yep. But, you know, it's it, this is an important talk on on for pride. Actually, there are different ways to protest and to announce your queerness and to yep. announce all of it. There's no one way to do it. And the minute you think there is only one way and you attack other people, you claim to like Star Wars. Well, who deals in absolutes? And you really like, really? Like, that's what you want to be like? Okay. Well, I'm going to go hop over there with Ray. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but yeah, let let me just clarify for everybody. Oh, Molly, well done, Molly. Because I have to to say, like, um, I don't I, like another thing that I, I don't fuck with homophobes, but I also don't fuck with respectability politics. Like, I swear to God, like, again, if you work at a pharmaceutical company and you are, you know, and you want to be like genderqueer and you want to come in like with like, like a beard and lipstick, like a hundred percent. I am so there for that. Like I yep. do, I never, ever, ever want a queer person or a gender nonconforming person to change their presentation or to be inauthentic in order to placate uh, the mainstream like I don't think that is ever appropriate I think everyone should like express themselves authentically as, as long as they can in a way that is like that maintains their state like it takes into consideration their personal safety um yeah like a hundred percent like I'm just saying like for me again I'm very privileged like I, I and I'm femme passing you know, nope. and I'm I'm white and I'm cis. So like I have all of this okay. privilege, but I feel like that one of the ways I can use that privilege is by presenting as a less threatening 
uh, type of queer to people who yeah. don't understand that there are lots of queers in their lives, but that just weren't out to them because they didn't feel safe, you know? And so one of the ways that I can help the queer community in general is, you know, to be the thin edge of the wedge, you know, and then I hope everyone comes in behind me with a mallet and just like splits it right open. It's, it's the truth. I actually, I uh, talked about this a little bit when I was on uh, Tryout of the Force with them, like probably six months ago. We we touched on this because it's true. And it was a great episode, yeah. Like, I understand my privilege. I get it. You know, I also get when oh, I've talked about this. I was I'm not the butchest thing in the world. You know, I'm also not the feminist thing in the world. But there was a time where I couldn't walk down the street and be safe. Like I couldn't. Like I was not. I wasn't. Back then, straight acting enough to get away with it. Like, I, I couldn't. And yeah. I had to learn. And now I do because times are different. And, you know, we've – there. it's interesting. Sometimes there are scars formed on you when you are young. And there are scars formed on me. I know the world is different. Mm-hmm. But my skin doesn't move the same anymore. Like, you know, when you have a scar and sometimes it just doesn't move. And I can recognize that it's different, but I don't know how to exactly fit in this new world. I don't know how I'm still back here. I wish I wasn't there. And I fight every single day. This podcast, our people in the steam room, our pink milk drinkers on the podcast, like they have helped me be able to move past it because we are very fortunate that we have a very large straight cisgendered following. Like it is a good chunk of who listens to us. The fact that that happens or it happened is so beyond bonkers to me, which is like my adjective of the month. I've listened to myself too many times say that, but like, it's really crazy. I was not anticipating that. I thought maybe five or 10 gay people would listen to the show. I didn't, I really thought that was it. And I'm, I'm very grateful that the world is changing and this has been a way for me to see that it's changing. But, you know, I also still live in the suburbs. I have an interracial family. I'm a gay family. I see that it's not always that different in schools or on the playground when you're in the middle of the suburbs. Like I know it's not that different anymore either. They just don't feel as free to say it driving down their car as they used to. Now it's said behind closed doors and you know, good for you. If that's how you want to be like, all right, but don't think I don't see through you. Yeah. No, how about you, Mark? Like, how do you how do you it's, deal with this? You know, it's it's tough because I I still carry a lot of a lot of what happened when I was younger. I grew up on a lot of like machismo and a lot of homophobia, and so I was always very very afraid to be myself for a long time, even into my twenties. You know, it's like I did whatever I could to switch it up and pass. And, and, and so I couldn't have anybody make fun of me when I really mm-hmm. needed to like live my truth. Right. I, and yep. it took me a long time to realize that like, I shouldn't give a shit and just keep going forward, you know? And then I found a middle ground of how to like be myself, this person that I had grown up faking to be, and this person that I really was. And, Realize, well, they are parts of me. So I'm going to take this, make this one person, keep going forward and keep growing as I keep going forward. And a lot of it, like what Emma's talking about now, it's just like 
I didn't think about that, but the more you do, you normalize, you talk about your partners and your life and how normal (laughs) things are around you. You know, it really does help people. I'm I'm fortunate enough to work with a lot of fellow queer people. It can be very open at work. the, The environment that I work in now is so inviting. I just never imagined it would be like that. You know, I, I now live in the city where I can walk down the street holding my partner's hand and not worry about it anymore. You know, when I lived in San Jose, I had to worry about that. You know, I was always watching over my shoulder, you know, uh, and people would talk crap when we walked down the street together, you know, holding hands. And so it's still out there. I still have to deal with it. It still scares me. I hate that. Like my first instinct is to be afraid and I have to like do everything to like push that down and be like, no, I have every right to be this way. I have every right to exist. I have every right to hold my partner's hand as I walk down the street. And so it's, it's a process. I'm in a much better place now than I ever was. It still hurts a little bit, of course, to hear these things, you know, I'm only human, but I can process it much better now. And I have beautiful people like you guys to be able to share my stories with and be able to, tell these things with and talk about it and commiserate with when yeah. we run into the bad 100%. times, you know? So yep. it just, it, it's, I'm so happy. It, it's been a tough journey, but I am in a much happier place and I am so thankful for the support that I have around me now that I did not have before. So yeah, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, just when you think it's all right, just when you think you're good, <laughs> you do very, a timely, very, t- <laughs> but very timely, you well, know, I mean, it's yep. just, it, 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 it is what it is. You got to roll with it and you, and you get reminded that the fight is far from over. I keep, I say that, but sometimes I think in my own privileged existence, because I don't have to bother with it so often, it, it still pops up, you know, that it's not going to bother me and it's not going to come up. And then, you're reminded like today what happens and, and yep. you know, it, it really does suck in the end. It's horrible. But at the same time, it's like, well, you know, look, that's why we're here. That's why we're still talking. That's why we're doing our best to be visible. That's why we do our best to communicate amongst ourselves and to be that ear to listen to our friends when they run into these types of problems. Mm-hmm. And we want to be there for the new people that are coming on to and are coming out of the closet or just learning about themselves and yep. be that, lend that ear because they're going to have new problems and new situations that they're not used to. And we may be able to help. And, you know, our experiences, we want to be able to pass on all that we pass on what you have learned, you know, yeah. we want to be able to pass yeah. that on and, and just if, keep it going. So, what if, yep. Yeah. What about you, Chase? Do you have any thoughts on like confronting homophobia in the society? Yeah. Well, something I was thinking about when Mark was, so beautifully like we're talking about reminding himself like oh no i have the right to exist as a queer person i have a right to to hold my partner's hand it's like i think what we learned or what maybe we were reminded of tonight we also have the right to fight back and i think that's something that a lot of trolls assume that queer people like forget or or assume that we're going to be the bigger and better person it's like you can you can fight back and still be the bigger and better person that's possible Two things can exist at once. And and I think it's also reminding ourselves that we have the right to fight. Like Hope said in the chat, it's like there will always be work to do. So that being yeah. said, it's like we have the right to we have the right to be to be who we are and to be queer. We have the right to 
feel like you know hurt by something and we also have the right to take up as much space as we want and fight back and just because like the aggressor is assumes that we're going to take it we don't have to take it you know what i mean and we don't have to we don't have to accept it um it's it's it the i think it's important to like remind ourselves of the empowerment that we have to to decide how we're going to receive that and to decide how we're going to respond, not react, but like fully respond. Or we want to react, we can react. I mean, we have that, that choice. And to bring Ahsoka into this, I think that one of the, one of, one of the things that Ahsoka really taught me and why she's one of my favorite characters is her arc really taught me that, or yeah, taught me and reminded me at the same time that I have a, I have the right to define who I am and I have the right to make decisions based off of who I am like very and on a very like spiritually individual level I get to do that and that's you know what I mean and that for me is I think what Ahsoka means to me but more than anything you know that's so beautiful I'm fucking Ahsoka (laughs) 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 like it's the truth like no you know if there's anything that Star Wars taught all of us, you know, is especially as queer people, we're the fucking rebellion. <laughs> we're the ones at the end of The Last Jedi and Ray's looking around looking like we're broken. Yeah. You know, we've been in those spots. I've been in situations where there's a really large group of people hunting for trouble. And we're looking around. And there's like three of us and like 10 of them. We've been in those situations in real life. Not in the safety of my house on Twitter. In real life. And we had to figure out how are we going to go down? Am I like you were saying, am I going to run? Or am I going to fight back? I know I'm going to lose this fight. But how do I want to lose the fight? Do I want to lose by not standing up for myself or do I want to lose with my feet on the ground for as long as I can keep them there? And, you know, I have always been the person who's going to lose with my feet on the ground as long as I can get them. Like, don't mistake the wiggles and the laughter and all the pink everywhere. Don't mistake that for weakness or a lack of feeling like you can stand up. Because I'm a student of Star Wars. I don't know what these other people who say that they love Star Wars, but they're part of the fandom menace. They're gatekeepers. They're homophobes. They're anti-women. They're racists. They're bigots. I don't know. You can't claim to love Star Wars and believe in any of that. Because Star Wars doesn't support that. You know, like we all love the spaceships. We love going to a, listening to a schmodown. We love all the facts and the figures. We really, really do. Exactly. We love the toys. But that stuff isn't what keeps me in Star Wars. I don't think that's what keeps any of us in Star Wars. It's Ahsoka. It's learning to stand up for ourselves. It's learning that we might be small, but we are mighty. And the reason we are mighty is because we matter. So again, Chase, I don't want to ever hear you say again, I'm going to be a dad, that you're not big time. Because you are fucking the biggest. Thank you. You are the biggest. And don't ever 
let anyone tell you that because queer people have been told that for way too long. And in 2021, our chat room proved that they still say it to us. So if we don't believe in ourselves and pump ourselves up to be giants, then the world will never see us as giants. Yeah. Ever. You know, it's just really important. And that's something that Ahsoka learns. That's something that she teaches those kids when they're in there collecting their kyber crystals. You be the giant. You be the giant that you are. She walked away from the Jedi Order because the Jedi Order is more interested in keeping you small so they can control you. That's what they were trying to do. I don't believe the Jedi Order believes that. I don't think that's on their mission statement, but that's where they got. How they got there, maybe that's up for debate. But that's where they got. And Ahsoka learned that wasn't the way. Rey learned that wasn't the way. You know, they stood up because Rey claimed the name Skywalker because that was her moment of I'm going to be a Jedi. It was not because whatever outside of the story, stupid reason you want to post on Twitter, keep it to the text, keep it to the story, keep it to the emotional part of Star Wars. Because, you know, I do hear this a lot that Star Wars is for kids. It's not that serious. It's not that deep. And I know people mean well. I take great offense to that personally. Because doesn't matter if you are four, five, six, if you're a foster child, if you're neurodivergent, if something made you unable to communicate, unable to talk, made you afraid of whatever, something led you somewhere, doesn't matter if you're 10 and grew up with the richest and nicest of parents, or if you're like some of us who raised were raised by parents who maybe loved us but didn't give us everything they needed, don't tell me that a child isn't deep. And don't tell me a child doesn't understand things beyond what's right in front of them. If anything, children are the truest sense of anything because they don't have society telling them what they can and can't ask anymore. They don't have society telling them that kissing another boy is wrong or kissing another girl is wrong. Or, no, I don't want you to call me a he. I'm non-binary. I don't identify by these rules that you put me in. They are deep enough to understand that. That is taken from us. That isn't something we've learned. We don't learn that as we get older. We fight for it to get it back because it was taken from us and it was taken wrongly and unjustly. So I really don't want to hear, and I know I'm going to continue, but I will correct people from this moment going forward. When I hear Star Wars is for children, and that it's not that deep, don't invalidate a child like that. Don't. Because we were invalidated as small, young, queer kids for so long. And look at the shit that we still have to go through. You know? We don't know. No. Star Wars is deep, and a child understands that it's deep. I also think, like, something that I keep thinking of while we talk is, like, one of the biggest like privileges in being queer and one of like the biggest blessings and being able to be born queer is we have such a nuanced understanding of of like of rage and tenacity but perfectly balanced with understanding what it's like to be on the receiving end of oppression and aggression and hatred and violence and so we have this really beautiful duality of of empathy and also ferociousness like and we get yep. we we're we're born and raised learning that that 
the power of those two things side by side that other people might not have. And that's, I think that's one of my favorite things about being queer is the fact that we can, we can have, we can have like very sort of like, we have a vulnerability that is, that is embedded in us from a very young age. And we also, we also have such a, a fighting sort of drive and spirit. So that, that duality is a blessing for sure. I've been smart, I love that. Yeah, I love that you said that. It's a hundred percent true. It's a hundred percent true. And also, I just really quick want to say, anyone in the chat or any of our guests who have ever said anything, if you, I, I am not coming at you because you said Charles Star Wars is for children. <laughs> I am not coming at you. Please, like, I'm a little. I'm a little. <laughs> I just see the God. Brian went off this night. <laughs> I know Brian's really smashed everything. <laughs> well yeah we'll see we'll see if people wanted this because we could lose every follower and this could have been how we went out but like i said earlier i'm gonna go out with two feet on the ground as long as i got them on the crate and and that happened during pride month you know (laughs) jeez this is one hell of a welcome back i'm telling you so i guess i know welcome chase <laughs> oh. okay, Normally you'd be this... over there, you'd be hidden over there and safe in your little in the in the chat box over there. There's, <laughs> there's one question that's on our list that we haven't got to that I really yep. want to hear from yeah. Chase, and that's getting late. Um, so is there a moment in Star Wars that spoke to you as a queer person? Yeah, I think I think I think it was ah- Ahsoka more than anything. I think mm. it was sort of that <clears throat> her entire arc because. I like I said when I started rewatching Star Wars as an adult, I was like, "Oh, I really like this." And I was like, "Why do I really like this?" And I got really curious about like why, what made me tick about it. I was like, "Okay, I kind of want to watch the next movie. I'm getting excited." And then I, when I started watching the animated series, I started to like really put it together when I met Ahsoka, and I was like, "Oh, this is like, whoa! This is like, this is like really sort of like a." There's nothing like it because it's something that is like that can be consumed by anyone from any age. And yet everyone will be able to get something from it. And kind of like what you were saying, Brian, it's like a kid might not have like the like the words or the analytic skill and breadth of like language to be able to express what they're getting from an episode but those same themes and those this very same things that like, let's say I pick apart in a video are not lost on a kid. They just don't, they don't have like the language to talk about it necessarily or the analytic skill that they might learn in school or something. So it, it was the animated series for me, for sure. The Clone Wars was the first animated series I watched and, and it was Ahsoka's arc and watching her because I had watched, you know, I just, I'd freshly binged all the movies. I was watching the, I was watching the Clone Wars and I was like, God, the Jedi just kind of, I guess kind of suck. You know, I was just like, I was like, I really want them to be cool. I really want them to be cool. And then to watch, to watch someone like Ahsoka kind of like, like we kind of talked about false narrative earlier, you know, a false narrative was being pushed on her and she was in like such a vulnerable place because she's, you know, she, she's not knighted. She's not any, you know, she's not a big wig, you know, she's just like, I mean, she's, you know, she's under like Anakin, which is a cool thing for her. But I just mean like it for her to be able to like say, this isn't for me like that. You can't put this narrative on me. I'm not going to accept it. I'm also like, you know, you, you all, what I love is that you can see that she did get, she was mad. She had anger 
And she, mm-hmm. and she dealt with that, you know, through her own like personal, like work off screen or on screen or with other relationships, but she never took it out on the Jedi because it was again, her choice to make that decision. And it was her choice to make the decision that's best for her because she knows who she is and she defines who she is and she's not going to let anyone define it for her. And as someone who has gone through like, you know, a, a situation at like a university level where I had a lot of people in power telling me that something was in my head and something wasn't happening and trying to bully me in or out of a situation watching ahsoka be able to like be under that be under that fire from people that she loves and trusts and look up to and for and people that have so much power over her they have so much the council are you kidding me they have so much power over her and for her to be like no 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 peace and love no you do not get to do that you don't get to do that um that was the first moment for me where i was like that was like it was like it's it's a humble self-empowerment that i aspire to she's humble but she's self-empowering she doesn't have you know a crazy ego but she's not but she's also strong in who she is and i think that was the first time for me that like i was like oh star wars is queer star wars is like there's so much there and there's so like there's such a magnitude to the storytelling and then i you know and then i went back and watched everything 500 more times and i was like okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so yeah but what i want to know everyone else's too if we could run robin that i know it's late do you want to answer you want to oh i have to go first though give me a second mm. to think about okay. it yeah. a healing um, star wars moment you know okay i kind of have two one is less super queer and the other mine's ahsoka and i i've shared this story and honestly um if anyone is still watching this right now like go find postcards from galaxy's edge um uh star wars with love videos and it was a bunch of queer people talking about their experience and i i shared this but it's also ahsoka walking away that scene resonates with almost every single queer person that i have seen because we have all had to do that and for me it was it was the quiet when she left. And there's all that scene where our family, many of us lose family, if not all, some, some of us lose, if not all, some friends, you know, not even, even if they're all there, what all of us lose is the idea of what life was going to look like because the world will raise you like you're straight. And I don't even think that's necessarily bad. Do I, I, I do my best to not do that, but I even find myself doing that with my own boys at home. It's just, it's ingrained and I'm working to get past that, but you have to go on as queer people. We're alone until we find what it's like to be queer with through other people. And you have to take this journey alone and it's really scary. And it takes a little bit of anger that I think Ahsoka has to say enough is enough. I'm coming out. It takes a little bit of anger at yourself, truthfully, to come out to yourself. I'm not, I'm not going to fight this. I'm not. And it's scary. I've said many times when I came out, the world looked like I was, if I came out, I would die of AIDS. That was my option. That was the only way I was going to be able to live. Pedro, who is a fucking king among, a king among yeah. queer people knew he was going to die before he was 30. We watched him dying. We watched it. And at 16, I knew I was going to be dead by 30. My life was halfway over. And it's overwhelming. It's really hard to overcome. 
But that moment with Ahsoka, I can't say I identified it as a young queer person looking back and thinking, I wish I had that back then. I wish I wasn't 32, 30, whatever it was at the time that episode aired. Um, cause it's completely changed my life forever. That very scene. I was not the same person after that episode aired, not the same. Chase's batteries. I knew it happened. Him. It's either rainbows or black screens here on Pink <laughs> Minutes. Um, Actually, it looked like the end of a silent film, Battery yeah. Exhausted. Yeah, that's it's Ahsoka, it's it's Ahsoka oh, taking her leap out. It's a perfect way for him to go yeah. <laughs> But Martin, yeah, I Do you think... have an answer? Oh, Brian, I... are you, were you finished? Sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, and then Din Djarin. We all know Din Djarin as a gay dad adopting a foster child. Like, boom. Like, that was Din Djarin is gay. I like he's gay. I don't even I he's gay. He's gay and he's a gay daddy. And that is my story in Star Wars. Period. End of sentence. There you go. Boom. I, I'm just taking everybody's story and it's like I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I feel so put on the spot, even though I'm sure like I could think of something if I had more time. Yeah. To think. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's hard. It's hard. But this is representation. Yeah. We all have yeah. to put it on something because it's not there. No, so that's, I think, the hardest thing. That's me sitting here thinking, what? how can I find what I need to in these stories? And, and where? how does it relate to me? And I don't, you know, because I don't feel like it, it, it represents me necessarily, even though there's things about it that I do understand as a human being, of course. Um, there's many lessons to be taught here, most of them about my little green master, you know, but then this yep. is all the other ones along the way, like Ahsoka and Ray, even, you know, Ray being so new at it too, and, and what she learned along the way. And, you know, like that, like, I guess just, I'll say this, it may not be a queer representation, but seeing what where Ray came from and when she found out what her lineage was and having all those bad habits that could necessarily come up and form her, and she fought them. She was better than that. She realized that she was never going to be that person. She was never going to be this, you know, like her shriveled up old fucking <laughs> family member. She fought back. So here's a little Rise of Skywalker love for you, Chase. Okay? <laughs> but she fought back. And she fought back that those things that weren't good for her. She knew she was way better than that. And so she decided that she was going to come from a place of love and a place of learning and go forward, no matter what was going to happen to her, even if it meant she could possibly die fighting this back, because at the end there, it was pretty scary for her, but she realized that she had everything that she learned come together with her at this one point, And she fought it back in one big flash and defeated the baddie in the end. So there, uh, there, there's the answer. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. <laughs> And in honor of, of Chase here, <laughs> Rise of Skywalker, and look at that. We're the we're like such amazing hosts. We're just so great. We Sorry, do it all I for you, been Chase. a little bit more eloquent, but I was just trying to think of the words. But yeah, yeah. All right, not to can kill I, you with your words, but I, here we're going to have beautiful words about to be spoken. Yeah, it's going to do here mine. Go. So uh, yeah. mine is uh, little blips are woven throughout the films. Um. And but the most significant part that spoke to me, like as a queer person and like living a queer experience, was actually when Luke is coaching Ray to um, 
to navigate the force because it made me think, well, for one thing, it really, I, a lot of people talk about the way that I talk about the force and how, I don't know. I, I just seem to amazing. It, it is perfect. It's wonderful. It's great. Look, I don't have a big ego. I don't want to try to make it sound like I'm like, this. okay, amazing hang on, person. hang on. Let me say to you what I said to chase earlier. You are a giant and never forget that you are a giant and stand up for yourself. You're brilliant and beautiful and perfect. And you understand the force in ways that most people don't. Okay. Probably because you're a woman and probably because you're queer and you're probably (laughs) accessing things that we're not allowed to access because society told us we can't do it. So, okay. So actually, yeah. And that Y chromosome is smaller than your second chromosome and it takes away a lot from us. It's true. It is a lot smaller. Uh, But anyway, (laughs) so, um, well, no, I mean like if you look at, under a microscope. It is. Anyway. Sure. <laughs> anyway, no, but what I was going to say was that it just, it made me think so much about how in other cultures, like queer people are seen as sort of gateways to mystery mm-hmm. and as like sort of shamanic figures that can navigate mm-hmm. spiritual planes that, that are, that are more readily accessible to them because they are less confined and they're less like constrained by the boundaries of the material world. Like that's the perception. And so um, see with that scene, it felt like a confirmation and a visual representation of things that had only been hinted at in Mm. prior star Wars movies, because like, that was always my understanding of the force. Like from the first time I saw it, from the time that I was watching, you know, return of the Jedi and Luke was in his black gloves and waving his hands and doing badass shit, you know, like, but that was always how I understood it. And, but it wasn't until I saw that scene that made explicit that I was like, Oh, okay. Like I have, I have it right. You know, I have the right idea. And yeah, that was just such a powerful moment for me. And like I said, like it just really reminded me of how um, queerness is intertwined with like spirituality and with being able to navigate like a spiritual world that is not accessible to everyone. Yeah. Invitation to mystery. I love that too. And you know, maybe Emma, you and I need to have like some rewatches together and maybe we can start channeling the Jedi only that way. (laughs) And maybe we can speak a little more positively. My my issue with the Jedi is Star Trek. My issue with the Jedi has nothing to do with their force sensitivity or their affinity for manipulating the force. (laughs) Like it is completely to do with their hierarchical power structure and yeah. You know, the political, the way that they allow themselves to be political tools at a particular uh, era in the Star Wars timeline. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as I've said many, many, mm-hmm. many times, like, you know, being a Force adept and being a Jedi are two different things. And, yes. you know, obviously the Jedi were not all have not always taken the form that they took during, um, you know, the era leading into the Imperial era. And. We, I mean, we see that with the High Republic. Like, you know, we've already we've already talked about the portrayal of the Jedi during the High Republic era and how yeah. incredibly noble and heroic they are. You know, in ways yep. that we didn't necessarily get to witness them being 
you know, right before the. Uh, it's interesting. You know what I would love? We got to bring this back to Bad Bash somehow. And Em, I know it's like super late for you, so we'll. Oh no, I'm okay. here. I'll I'll stay as long as you'll have me. <laughs> so, um, uh, and Chase, same with you. Like I'm like, oh, this night is just something else. So, anyways, <laughs> to circle it back to Bad Batch. Like, let's get some current Star Wars conversation. Mm. It would yes. be really, really, really fascinating. And I really can't. I, I'm gonna steal. Uh, I'm gonna speculate responsibly here. But wouldn't it be great? to start to see some Jedi who are still around and process like we did this and maybe there is some like growth there and maybe somewhere we'll get these Jedi texts that we see in the last Jedi that mention the high Republic and the things going on in the high Republic and people like Caleb and Ahsoka. And there can be this new stewardship of what the force actually kind of was because the Jedi left behind have to understand they were a part of what just went down. Like they are equally held responsible. They didn't cause it. It wasn't an intentional causing. They're not evil. They are not the bad guys. They were the good guys, but the good guys invested in the wrong things. Really? Mm. Um, There were no good guys in the prequels. There really weren't. That's Mm. to me still why back then I think they got so much hate because there really wasn't a good guy. But sometimes in life, it's really not good. I mean, me, I feel like I'm a good person. Did I need to have my angry 40-something-year-old white man YouTube channel moment? Maybe not. But I did. You know, like, did the Jedi need to go down the way they did? No, but they did. And then they acted too much like Gina Carano and just doubled down on all that garbage. They're like, I'm not like, I'm not. Nope. Nope. I chose this and I'm sticking to it until the end. And now there's nobody left. Like, are they going to change their ways? You know? Every every Um, time I think we finish the the pot of tea, you serve a new brand. So, or a new flavor. Freshly brewed. Just keeps boiling the kettle. Just keeps boiling the kettle. Well. still on. You're like, you're like, you may be. Oh, go ahead. Good. You may be a princess, <laughs> but bitch, I'm a fucking queen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Tray up. That one's for you, Tom. Anyways, yeah, no, but like, wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? I'm sorry. Anyone who's upset because, like, you come here because I'm nice and I'm not super nice tonight, I apologize. I hope you can you, understand. You are a I just have 3,000. Yeah, yeah, except I am a Gemini. It's out. I'm a Gemini. <laughs> oh, jeez. I have been this toxic and nasty person for the last two years. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. Hey, you, your birthday just passed by, by it the is. way. Yeah. Happy belated yeah. birthday on air. So <laughs> Thank you. Hey, you know. uh, everyone listening, everyone watching. Welcome to the new Brian, 42. This is what I, it looks uh, like. Apparently. Yeah, I've been palpitating, clearly. working my webs this whole exactly. way. So, yes. <laughs> no, but honestly, like... <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it be amazing, though, like, if we get some of these Jedi and, like... like I mean, I understand. Some people don't want the Jedi. I need the Jedi and the Force and everything Star Wars. Like, I don't really... I'll take Star Wars without it, but I always want the Force served. I want yes. to serve, like I want tea. No, the, like I need hey, it. No, the, I need it. You don't have anything to worry about because the force is everywhere at all times. Exactly, it is. Yeah, people can attune themselves to it, and 
Yeah. But I'm, but I mean, this show really, the Bad Batch really is at. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. <laughs> um, this show so much is about redefining who you are. Like at the end of today's episode, that great yeah. line with Hunter, he's like, you know, things were easier before when I was just a soldier. Yeah. You know, what about a Jedi left behind being hunted and, you know, and betrayed by the people he cared about or she cared about, you know, whoever they were after. It's so much about redefining who you are, which Chase, do you have a minute? I know M said there's one more question, but can I ask you a question? Yes. And I also want to okay. say something about what you're saying about, too. Okay, go. You go first. I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say about that last line that Hunter has because it adds like another flair of. I mean, not. I shouldn't say flair is the wrong word, but it adds. It adds even more depth to good soldiers follow orders, which I didn't Mm. think could get heavier. But when Mm. he said that, I was like, oh my god, the juxtaposition of him wanting the ease of just being able to follow an order and not mm. have to like make critical decisions. Like yep. the Martez sisters kind of taught him. It's like, you got to make choices. Like you can't, that you not, you got to like kind of give yourself your own orders. You know what I mean? Which it was such a beautiful part of the episode, but again, gave such like a haunting additional resonance to the good soldiers follow or- orders, that juxtaposition of wanting freedom and wanting to like not have to serve under anyone and not be controlled the way that they all controlled the droids. Um, and then, and then, you know, and then wanting to also have the ease and comfort and ability of being told, you know, being told what to do and having orders. And he says yeah, it's easier being a soldier. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and again, to bring it to like relevance to just today's world is like, I think we're just living in a time now too, where we all as individuals, especially in the United States of America, we have to make decisions about how we want to live our lives. If we want to live our lives, just kind of like going with it, following orders, going the status quo, or we want to engage deeper and, and like, you know, not take orders. We have, we have to learn, we have to unlearn, we have to educate ourselves, we have to make critical conscious choices to for the betterment of our neighbors, for the betterment of our of everyone, for the world. So that to me was like, I was like, oh my God, bad batch. Okay, so I'm feeling more re- relevance. You know, it feels it feels very like topical for me. Of so the, I love that. Yeah, episode. Feels of the now, for sure, 100%. Yes. It's very right now. Yes, um, yes. I've I said it like- so many times on this show, Star Wars always know how, knows how to come in Right when it's needed, every time it's right there. It's so beautiful. Back to, back to when we were doing our roundtables and we were just getting to Moffin Top Gideon and the dark saber. And whose is it? And that was at the exact same time that our Supreme Court was over there going, you know what? I know we gave you marriage, but there's going to be a couple of us who are going to throw a wrinkle in this and maybe take it away. And here we had a gay possible Force-sensitive Mandalorian, but a gay daddy fighting the government for what was rightfully theirs. Like, that was so, like, I was, like, here for it. Okay, Emma, sorry. Go. Boom. Uh, oh, yes. I feel like a lot of people are... A lot of the criticism that I've seen of Bad Batch is because of the cameos and the reliance mm-hmm. on bringing back old... But the thing is, is that I feel like those people are allowing that to overshadow the story elements that we're discussing right yeah. now, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and I, and I feel like if you look at it from, if you look at it from the right angle, um, bringing back those characters, it only makes it more powerful because it's, it's like the more things change, the more they stay the same. 
Absolutely. And I yeah. I was kind of worried about about the 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 cameo sort of like not argument, but the, the point about cameos and you know whatever and, and all that. And then I, I after that the new episode of Bad Batch, I went back and watched the final episode of the of the Martez sisters um arc in the yeah. Clone Wars. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And I had to go back and watch the Bad Batch episode because I was like, oh, y'all were integral to this episode you mean really yeah. like who who it's kind of like when people talk about working on mandalorian season two or like well who would know grogu's name and who would communicate with a child in a way that they could give that it's like ahsoka mm-hmm. would do that it's the same thing with martez sisters and that's why i love this episode because they gave the martez sisters even more importance that they yep. and they like they, they, were, they weren't given a lot in yep. the Clone wars and that was frustrating because yep. people wrote them off and i'm like no guys it's like anyway not that's the whole thing but yep. um it was really cool to have like i'm like they their purpose in that episode was is so clear Clear. And it's like, who better to teach them that than the Martez sisters who yeah. just take gigs and just do whatever and get by, you know, which is what they're literally doing right now. The Bad Batch is mm-hmm. doing that right now. They are doing yeah. what they have to do to get by. They're taking gigs from Sid, who, by the way, I think is my new problematic queen. I love her. Yes. Even though she's probably <laughs> a bad person. I uh, really stand. I, I just love, love her. her. I want her and Peli Motto to get together. I think they would <gasps> yes. be amazing together. Yes. You know yes. what, Mark? Mark, <laughs> screw you for putting that in my head because I'm probably not going to get it. And now I want it. And I thought of her, I was like, oh my God, her and Belly would be amazing together, right? You know, it's like, that's it's so just, funny. Yeah, it's so, um, be- before we get any further, I just wanted to say something that, that worries me about Wrecker ever since he's had his head injury. I, I'm worried that he might have hit himself so hard in the head or been injured that his chip is malfunctioning and he's going to go the way of crosshair and there they might lose him too at mm. some point. And so I'm a little scared as to where that's going because I, I noticed that in this episode, I was like, I didn't know if he was getting sick, but then in the last like episode or two, I was like, Oh no, I hope his programming isn't kicking in, yeah. you know, because the voices in his head are starting to talk more now yeah. with every time he gets injured more, it seems to come more to the surface. So, so, the truth is, the next the episode that we get that we're all beaming ear to ear because it was the cutest episode ever because Omega and Wrecker are like the cutest like brother and sister in the entire world and we're all just so happy. We all just need to realize the next week is going to suck. Like we oh, just need to know that it is going to drop. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a horrible week after that. And do the like that Friday. Watch it. Everyone come to Pink Milk After Dark. Let's gush about it. Let's be all super happy. Then Saturday morning, let's start the self-care. Like, just start it. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you're in a good spot before next Friday because it's not going to be good. Um, you know, real, okay. So I, w- I still am going to ask you this question. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Chase, because yeah. it's, I, I really want to. But one thing that the two of you, uh, or all three of you now have brought up, actually, is I I tend to disagree when I hear people talking about bringing in other characters that we already know makes the world feel smaller and that they want a bigger galaxy. But for me, those characters are our touching stones. Mm -hmm. Every time in Star Wars ever, when a character comes back, it is to bring that character a new lesson. Mm. Without new characters that we know and trust, it's going to be harder for us to see a new world out there because we need someone to reference to, to go, this is the way it was to now, this is the way it's going to go. You know, that was the hardest part. Like let's remove possible outside real world things. But with Ahsoka, like that wasn't Ahsoka. Like they brought her in as this touchstone 
to be the usher to introduce Grogu because who else has the right to introduce a Jedi than someone who's been in their shoes? Like Ahsoka was the only one who could do that. Like that's it because then we all saw our boy Luke. So I don't understand you Din Luke people like Luke stole his baby. <laughs> He stole the baby. He's babysitting and he's using his no. leverage to get a date. That is what Luke is telling Grogu, but he stole yeah, him. No. I know. I, I'm with you. In real world, I'm with you. Yeah. In my okay. head canon, he there on left. By the way, Ashley, Ashley's gone, but Chase, please reach out to her and tell her that I'm actually really nice. I, like, I was just, just going to say. Don't, don't hate on him. <laughs> Or this she episode, saw me in New 42, my <laughs> me is not nice. <laughs> this episode made me appreciate Hunter more because there was a moment when I looked at him and I was like, he is kind of cute. That's like everybody keeps saying he's kind of sexy. I'm same. like, what's going on? Oh. I'm like, all of a sudden I was like, he's become much more attractive. Oh. I'm like, what is yeah, up yes. with that? Oh, look at that Molly saying. Hold. <laughs> The expert has spoken. Yeah. It is no longer a debate. Thank you, Molly. Thank you. Please, the two of you do an entire video about this. Reach the entire Star Wars world and confirm it. Thank you yeah. very much. Period. End of sentence. I appreciate it. Also, <laughs> she has spoken. I thought I was the queen, but the real queen just popped up. And she's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and where are you at? Where are you at, Paul? Where are you at? Because now Paul in here is like thirsty, thirsty, thirsty for Hunter. So now you and Paul can like, you know, go to jump on those disco sticks you were talking about earlier this Otherwise. week. Mark, which yes. disco sticks are being sent my way? Just so I'm you know, no one those. else is going to get those. Okay. Yeah. And, and I agree with Hope here because, you know, he is the like, He's got the dom that energy, so oh, yeah. There's there's that that kinky energy there. There's something oh. going on there. So I still love me some Echo. Trust me, it's okay. Um, it's okay, and, and yeah, Echo is, is cool. No, not Echo, but um, what text? Sorry, is what I was thinking of. But Echo, yeah, I, yeah, yeah is is cool. So they're they're all cool. Yeah. Sorry. It's so. getting steamy now. Yeah, text yeah. in there with a sling. We've all already had the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> There's a sling room in the shuttle. Um, to Echo, I was speaking with Arzu. If you don't know who Arzu is, please find her on Twitter because she's great. Um, she and I were talking this morning because she was like, why is Echo so hot, basically? And I'm like, we all know it's the changing hands. Like, he has every toy that he needs. Like, he can just twist off. It's going to be a guaranteed good time. Good time. That's what we do. <laughs> and welcome to Pink Milk After Dark, where we oh get steamy. Okay. <laughs> so, but now let's get serious for a moment. Because, Chase, you said something last week that was really wonderful. We've been talking about Bad Batch and how a lot of Bad Batch is redefining who we are and re-understanding who we are. We as queer people oftentimes need to redefine ourselves. Mm-hmm. And some of us, even as life goes on, start to redefine ourselves and what gender means for us and this is something that you brought up last week in the chat and i did ask if we could talk about this because this is a super personal thing that is not always easy to talk about but you wonderfully said yes and i think for pride this is a really really important conversation because as i tweeted out this morning this pride month it would be really great if all of us reached out to someone in our little rainbow that we don't necessarily understand their their aspect of things and learn and just sit and listen and learn more about 
all of us as queer people, because there are a lot of us and there are a lot of us that are very different from one another. So um, if you could share some of that, I think it's actually like a really great segue to a very important conversation. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it's something that we've all kind of been talking about is once once we came back and we asked ourselves, like, how do we handle how do we handle homophobia or, you know, how do we handle in so many ways trauma? How do we handle things that happen to us? Um, and, and, and I think Mark, I think you were talking about like how, you know, you, you think about, you think about back to when you're a kid and, and you, you, you have like some critical distance. And, and for me, like what I'm, I think what I'm celebrating this pride, and I think every queer person is kind of, I mean, every person is going through their own thing whenever, but what I'm kind of focusing on this pride is, is the fact that like, you know, um, there is a, once you come out as queer, you're not necessarily just queer. You know, you're not just the queer, you're not just queer and you're not just like hanging out queer. If you are, you are. And that's great. I mean, that's an op that's like, you know, but I think that there's a consciousness and like a, a, a self-awareness that, that is given to queer people where we get to understand ourselves in very fluid ways. And we get to look back at things that experiences our lives. And as we have new experiences, those older experiences take on different meanings and different contexts. And like the, they add up to mean different things every day, every year, you know, however long. And so something, yeah. And so something like, you know, recently I just have like, I've started using they, them pronouns and he, they, he, they pronouns and everything like that. And for me right now, pronouns and gender are, are fairly separate, but at the same time, I'm also very like, I guess, equipped and ready. If that changes, you know what I mean? It's been a really exciting thing to come out with like different, just pronouns, even though like pronouns might not be a big deal for a lot of people. And in a lot of ways are not a big deal to me, but like, it is something that once I started allowing myself to live in a little bit more of a fluid place in it, in my brain, and then start to talk to like my immediate sort of like, I, I called, I call feel like my best friends. I called them at the time, my queer counsel. And like, as soon as I talked <laughs> to them about it, and as soon as they started like addressing, like referring to me with they, them, or like affirming that, that sort of like gut feeling I was having, it, 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 like I felt lit up and I felt so, I felt so great and I felt so warm and I was like, Oh my God. Okay. That's real. You know what I mean? And so for me, I think one of the questions like that we talked about before this, Brian was like, you know, what, what it's like asking yourself, like in questioning your, your own queerness. And it's like how often you do that and everything like that. And for me, I just think it's, it's I for me personally, it's a very long term thing, and it's something on on a very subconscious level, and that's why it's long term. But as like every year, I find myself just like looking back on things in my life and and holding them in different places, and they again they're they the the meaning of what happened to me at a certain age takes on different meaning as I have new experiences, and so it's just again like how do I regularly remind myself like the fluidity to various identities, pronouns, gender, sexuality, like all of it. And, you know, how do I, how do I understand my series of life experiences and how do they add up and how do they check out right now? And how are they going to check out in the future? I don't know, but they might check out different in the future. And that's cool. You know, like I've also gone a huge, through a huge journey on my sexuality where I was, I was, I mean, I wasn't straight as a kid for sure. I wasn't straight as a kid, <laughs> but I wasn't out as anything else. And then I was out yeah. as gay for a very long time. And then I met an incredible young woman. And then I was very, very confused. And I was like, what's going on? I'm like, I already did that. I already did. And that's another, I think the part that's important too, is like, I had a real resistance to being attracted to, 
to a woman, not because I'm a misogynist, but because I had already done to me, I was like, I know I already did the, my sexuality thing. I already figured out my sexuality. I don't want to have to do that again. This is very confusing. And it was to fall in love with a woman. I mean, I didn't fall in love with her, but I really had feelings for her and I was sexually yeah. attracted to her, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, I was like, Oh my God. I was like, I, this is horrific. I'm like, what is going on? It was like identity. <laughs> yeah, it. it was identity crisis, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah. and then bringing it to representation, which is also very important. Like I was watching Shit's Creek probably like a couple, <gasps> only a couple months after. And then I sort of learned like it literally through Shit's Creek as like cringy as it is for me to have learned through this. I, like I the learned, line, not the this. label. Literally. I learned about that, Mark. I did. Thank you for reading my mind. I, I like the wine, not the label. And yes. I was like, period, I'm pansexual. And then it came out of pan. And then I was like all over the place. I was like, I identify as queer. And then I, you know, it, oh. it's, you know, so it's, Again, there's such a wonderful duality that we all have where things matter, they don't matter, they're mm. they're important, they're not important. There's there's rigid there's rigid labels and identities and there's fluidity to everything. And yeah. So that was that was my my wow. that's my pride focus for this month. Awesome. I think that's really beautiful. <laughs> thing. I mean, honestly, like I wish <laughs> that I would have or have actually would have let's be honest like i'm pretty i'm a simpleton we've talked about here i need a single biome world in star wars because i'm simple basic and not very smart and don't self-deprecate at the same time (laughs) please yeah please but anyways like there have been moments where like i i i just talked about this with one of our guests it's coming up i don't remember the podcast i'm sorry but you will hear it again i was like i had a friend and she was a lesbian and we were like total like stereotypes walking through Ikea because I was decorating her apartment and she was going to build the furniture. It was like so <laughs> stupid, spot on, like stereotypes, right? Like it was hilarious at the same time. I think we were attracted to each other. Like I think there was something there. It was so – and I had moments and I mean I was with Tom. It wasn't like anything was going to happen. But I was just like – I had a moment of like I kind of – and I don't like this. Like I don't like that I felt like this at all. But I was like, I really kind of wish I could have this. This is a lot easier to walk down Ikea mm. with a woman next to me that everyone assumes that I'm with than a man. And I kind of like her. I could maybe. Like, if I, like we're, I'm pretending Tom isn't in the picture. But, like, there's you – know, I would never leave him. He's my everything. And don't – like, but, <laughs> but, like, I, I love you, Tom. I'm like, honestly – You end up on the couch. <laughs> I mean, no, please. If you listen to the podcast, you know Tom and I are madly in love. And, like, we are each yes. other. Yes. But, like, there was a moment. And I hate – I hate that I liked it. Because I was like, this feels really good. Like – Yes. Oh, this ties in so perfectly with what I was talking about with Leo about about yep. like people who write hyper gender conforming fic, you know, because like but you have to acknowledge that like these cultural influences and these cultural narratives are very powerful and it can feel really good to like just slip inside of them yep. and to just kind of like just fit yourself you know, fit the peg into that yep. hole and <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like I oh, used yeah, I to do. be more that way. <laughs> but as I get older and more comfortable in my sexuality, like, I who's prefer your friend? Sorry. 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, you know, and, and I'm really looking forward to hearing what people have to say after they listen to that episode, you know, because, you know, honestly, yeah. it's great talking about, you know, like being, being a fan creator, like, yeah, like there, yep. it's, that is the most popular way to write any fic pairing, you know, especially yep. ones that are with like ostensibly cis characters and, yep. um, you know, I mean, yeah, it's just it's 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 very easy to like it's very easy to write and it's very easy to enjoy. And it's like I said, yeah. it's like it's like the McDonald's of fanfic, you know, it's like yeah. that's what people want. But it's like they want it because it's easy. They want yeah, it because yeah. it soothes. They find it very soothing to not yeah. have to confront queerness, really. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I, I, I just wanted to add that, like, it's funny because I think back when I was probably like my mid to late 20s and I was a manager working in retail and I had, you know, younger people working with me, people that were in high school or leaving high school and they were just coming out and like they were, I was one of the first people they came out to, which to me was a big honor. Like they would tell me, you know, you're only about the third or fourth person that, that told me and I would tell them, you don't realize how much that means to me. That means a lot to me that you would confide in me that way. And and I would tell them, look, the things you're into now, what you're seeing now, it's all going to evolve. Be mm -hmm. open to whatever comes your way in the future, yeah. because it's just not it's not going to be the same 10 years from now. You're going to be into totally different things. And that may be sexually. That may be this. That may be whatever. But just be open to the fact that you're going to continue to evolve and you will not be the same person as you go forward. And it's something every every time one of them would come out, like it's something I would say to them. You know, I didn't yeah. think about the bigger picture myself in the fact that, you know, look at where we're at now and how much things have changed, how fluid people are, how it's much more open for men to be, you know, just be themselves and not have to like worry about all these bullshit expectations, you know. And, and so I love it because I didn't think about all this. I just wanted them to be themselves, however that yep. came about. And that's all yep. I wanted for them. I wanted them to be, them to be happy, you know. And and yeah, yeah just looking back on it, it's a trip. I I just and then they did because now I know them still, and just to see them and they're married, they have partners, and their lives yeah. are just like they're so great. It's so cool. I I, I absolutely love it. Yeah, that's really really beautiful. And um, to start wrapping this yeah. com beautiful conversation up, I just want to real quick. Say how on brand all of this is for Pink Milk and how on brand for Pride Month and gay this is because I love everything going on here. Uh, real quick, I'm going to – can you pull Hope's thing down just for a second because I need to pull some of these tweets up or these tweets, whatever these things Yeah, are. of course. Okay. Um, while, while Chase was beautifully expressing their ideas of gender – beautifully openly and emotionally and i'm stalling because i'm looking for this thing because i just had it a second ago um wonderful chase we love you you're great all those things you're opening your heart right and being really beautiful and then here's paul still not over that hunter fan art so <laughs> hot is that, the one, is that the one i sent you i understand i need to, I need to see this art what am i what am i missing because i need to see it so okay please send it my way 
then as Emma's beautifully speaking to similar kinds of ideas and being open and the wonderful conversations <laughs> with Leo, Molly chimes in. I that love how I can change people. <laughs> that <laughs> <sent> me. That... <laughs> it does. Then hope. Know... It's the meatballs. They're for everyone. Yes. <laughs> like that is not poor more pink milk than anything. Is equal so parts cheer tears, heartfelt conversation, and then just ridiculousness. Like yes, I this is our brand. This is the community everything. we have built. Yep, yep. yep. That's I, what it's all about here. Because you know what? <laughs> we are Star Wars fans. We support each other, and we have and fun. we have fun. Boom. Yeah. That's right. We do. Oh God. I just I I just love my our steam room. I like I love it so much. It's just so perfect too. and wonderful. It's wonderful. <laughs> that is so on brand. All right. So thank you everyone for coming back for round two of less homophobic live streams. Chase, thank you for coming. I have to tell you. I don't mean it the way like so the first time you reached out to us on Instagram, I just mm-hmm. looked today. Oh my god. Was in on uh, December 30th. Oh yeah. It was shortly after we were attacked big time the first time. Mm-hmm. I was not in a good place. These two know. Hope knows. I reached out to my pink milk family. I was a mess. And you came in with this kindness and this sunshine. That I don't know who was looking out for us, but they sent you our way (laughs) in my darkest hour. You were my Obi-Wan Kenobi, and you were my hope. (laughs) Like, I, like, you mean, I know we have never met. I know we've really only tweeted, but you mean so much to me. Like, you have no idea that that single tweet or Instagram, whatever those things are called, that single message brought me out of a really, really like sour spot where I thought I was really not doing things the right way. I was really beating myself up that I was not doing things the right way. So I have to say thank you. Um, It meant so much. Again, everyone this week for supporting us. Didn't I never even got to a dark spot. It is not easy. Don't let my boulder throw and fool you. Like I was... Uh, actually no i'm not i was not upset anymore she's just a bitch and like i don't really care what you have to say like like in all seriousness i really don't i'll listen to the stuff that i need to be listened to and when you come to us and we need to do better i will do better but not from her there's nothing better coming from those kinds of people so as queer people and as people who oftentimes need to find ourselves and find a family no toxicity when you see it it comes in many shapes, forms, and colors. Sometimes toxicity and negativity comes at you in the form of pretending to be social justice warriors and pretending to be these things, but they're really not. Those people are not. I feel really horrible for you because that person only sees the worst in people. So I don't know why people would ever refer to her as a friend because it's going to come your way. As your friend called me an old queer back then. So, of course, I'm a transphobe. In my old age, I have learned it will come your way. She's just waiting. 
So all of you, if you're in a family where people aren't treating you the way they are, if you have a journey like Chase and you're exploring who you are and you have friends who may have been a really wonderful friend for a long time, but if they do not show you the respect and work at changing pronouns, work at changing to see you differently, walk away. Because toxicity doesn't, that is one thing that, that, that binds us all together. Everyone from every way, shape, and form can be a toxic human being who will ruin you if you stay with them for too long. So don't do it. You are not wrong for walking away. You are not wrong for standing up for yourself. You are not wrong for reading a bitch when they need to be read. You are not wrong for those things. We would not be here with the privilege of being able to talk about pronouns without the privilege of being able to put a pride flag on our Twitter handle. We would not have the privilege of being able to put our pronouns in Twitter if it was not for the people who came before us. Do not ever forget, it is a privilege a lot of people literally died, were beaten and murdered and left by their family and died without, without a headstone for you to have that privilege. So don't ever forget. And don't go out, don't be afraid to go after those old queens who are idiots too. Like, and you know what? I've been an idiot and you can come at me. When you're when I'm an idiot, come at me. I will hear it. Because I know. Someday, I will be an idiot. I talk a lot. I'm an opinionated person. I believe in what I say. So a lot of stuff comes out of my mouth. And sometimes it's not always great. But come at me. And you, everyone, Chase, M, Mark, everyone in the steam room, know that someday you might say the wrong thing. Actually, you're going to say the wrong thing at some point in our lives. And own up to it. It is not easy to own up to those things. But do it. Do it, especially as queer people. We are ever evolving. We are a rainbow of a lot of different kinds of people. And we need to be the ambassadors of acceptance because we are the trash for everyone. So we can come together and build something beautiful. We can turn Jakku from a dump into a beautiful, beautiful Nabu, we can do it. We can do it together. But it's going to take all of us accepting when we're wrong, calling out the real bullshit, not fake bullshit, when you see it. And don't be like me. Don't be afraid <laughs> to upset the people who trust in you. I don't fire back because I don't want to upset people. Because we are nice. We do have fun. We support each other and we have fun. So I've been really nervous of how do I maintain being fun and letting someone walk all over me. And actually, I don't even care. I really don't care about me. I care about Chase, who came here. You you put your face on this brand. Emma, brand, that sounds so... But I, I'm on YouTube. I'm supposed to have a brand, right? Um, like, you put your face to this. Emma Mark put their face to this. Everyone in the steam room put their face to this. The stories that I've received from parents, from children, from brothers, from sisters, from listeners, from gay people not knowing they're gay. The messages that I have received, you are stepping on them by doing that, by acting like they came to the wrong person or they're putting their trust in the wrong people. That's not coming at anyone in good faith. You're trying to take away something, not just from me, 
but a lot of people and a lot of people that we worked really hard to open our gates up to. We don't keep them closed and we don't hold any keys here. We are here for everyone. I don't care if you're gay, straight, anything. You are you have every right to be here. I don't care if you became a fan in Star Wars 48 hours ago. If you became a fan in Star Wars 12 minutes ago, you know, you could be the biggest fan in the entire world, even if it was happened 12 minutes ago. You can do it. It does not matter. But this is like, honestly, this is what pride is all about. This is what standing up looks like. So again, Chase, I really wish this wasn't on your on your day, oh. but I wasn't going to say anything. And, and you then know the what? trolls we're gonna, came. We're going to have you back again. Yes. Love that. And it's going <laughs> to be it's going to be our it's going to be our Naboo picnic episode. <laughs> Let's stay playful together. Exactly. I love we're just going to like roll around in the grass. <laughs> I love it. Little creatures. He'll he'll advisedly try to ride the wildlife. It'll break my neck in doing so. Yeah. Well, I just want to say that y'all are huge inspirations to me. uh And you guys, I mean, seriously, I I peak I will die saying that peak milk is why I started that gay Jedi and why I felt like I could. So thank you all for being that for me. I y'all are the best. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. We support you. And we, I can guarantee you, we are your biggest cheerleaders. You also lit a fire under our ass because Mark and I immediately texted you after that first video going, oh, my God, we got to step up our game. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) The gesture is too bad. I can show you the text. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Thank you. You are so fantastic i mean honestly like i fabulous fabulous is the word fabulous is the word (laughs) the joy that you radiate is so honestly so powerful from a steamy 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 steam room we mentioned (laughs) bathhouses earlier i've been to many a bathhouse in my day and you can't see the corners of some of those steam rooms usually my favorite place to hang um But uh, this is why we get along. You're running completely wild. He's speaking my language right now. But the thing is, my camera didn't turn into a rainbow once tonight. I was, I guess I was, I'm gay enough tonight for the ever everyone out there. Anyways. Um, but that you're honestly like your joy and your goodness radiates out of that darn chat room. Like Thank it you. really, really, really does. Like, I mean, honestly, I just, I gush about every time I feel like I'm on, I have the privilege and the joy of being on someone else's like podcast when I'm some reason invited to talk on other people's shows. Like I talk about our steam room all the time. Oh yeah. Because they're the best. Absolutely. Everyone is the best. And I just hope like everyone like that hears, first of all, thank you. I love you guys. And thank you. And like, second of all, everyone that hears like this, these wonderful words being sent my way, it's literally should be said like, it's all in the chat too, because we're all reflections of each other. We're all attracted to each other, you know, cosmically for a reason. And we're all, we're all reflections of each other. So the, the same really wonderful kind things. Thank you that you said about me. It's we can say about everyone in the steam room and everyone else on the screen. So thank you. Yep. It's fantastic. This is, this is what, um, honestly, I, I really hope 
I didn't have our pink milk mantra of we are Star Wars fans, we support each other, and we have fun when we first started because that would be BS, right? If you come out the gates like that, I really hope we earn the right to have that mantra. Like I, oh, yeah. I am very proud of what we have done. I'm really proud of what this show has become. I'm proud to be ambassadors for whomever may not know who, a queer person before. And honestly, these episodes are going to be someone's introduction to queer culture. Like they I will happen. So. That'd be awesome. They already have started happening. So, like, honestly, it's just a privilege to somehow be the custodian of the ship that has just mm-hmm. been built. And it's it's amazing. It's so really, while really we're amazing. talking about finding each other, Chase, mm-hmm. how, where can people find you on your social? You can find me on Twitter at underscore. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at underscore that gay Jedi. Um, but I would prefer you find me on YouTube where you can actually watch my content. Um, Make I'm sure on you YouTube hit like, at, subscribe, the notification yeah, bell, smash it all. We are working for the algorithm. Um, I'm mm-hmm. that gadget on YouTube. Yeah. What about and, you, M? Oh. oh, well, you can find me on Twitter, <laughs> although I don't recommend it. Uh, <laughs> at Foxler, F O X F L E U uh, R. Uh, oh, and I'm on Instagram as well. And if you look in my Twitter bio, again, I do not recommend this, but if you look in my Twitter bio, there's a link to my AO3 page. Ship yes. who you want. All ships are valid. <laughs> Mark, before you go, I highly recommend everyone click that. As I said a few weeks ago, I may or may not have clicked the peach button. It's <laughs> one of Emma's fictions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mark. I subjected him to one one time and it was an experience for him. All right, Mark, where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at IMLWLethal. And you can also find me on Taking Another Two, which is a Star Trek podcast where we talk about Star Trek with Dallas and Steve and Captain Dean. So good times. Oh, hey, Catherine. <laughs> We're one day closer closer to Andor. Just in case you're listening. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And I hope, I hope, I hope, because I know my Australian friends are hurting right now. I hope they get mm-hmm. to come to Celebration because it, yep. it's absolutely mm-hmm. gutting yep. that they have no idea whether they're going to be able to come or not. And, I, and, yep. and honestly, it wouldn't be the same without them because Chicago was amazing with the Australian folks there. And, yep. and I hope we get to see them again. Matt, oh, and- Matt, you're here representing. You're here representing right now. So uh, while we're talking we about upcoming Star Wars TV shows, I just wanted to point out to people who haven't seen yet that the Acolyte is being run by a queer woman. So- yes. Mm. It's going to be too a queer to talk about the dark shit. Bye. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, Brian, right. now you go social. You can follow the show at Serving Pink Milk. Make sure you uh, head on over to our website. Go ahead and send us an email. Tweet at us, Instagram at us, all those things. You can find us here on Friday nights. Make sure to hit that smash button. Please, if you're in the chat now, I hope that like button has been hit on both videos. I, how this is going to come out later, I don't know. We have two videos. We'll figure it out. Um, honestly, thank you again, everyone, for coming. As always, we appreciate it. We love you. And uh, honestly, especially after this week, I really love a lot of you because y'all were there and I wasn't expecting it. And it's great. Chase, thank you very, very, very much. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Thank you. You're everything. Just know that you're everything. And I know all three of us like absolutely adore you and you would be um, you don't know how many times your name comes up in our chat. (laughs) 
Oh my god, I love it, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. Angry noob, Ryan. I really, I really think I should do like a really clickbaity like thumbnail of like angry forty-two-year-old white homo. <laughs> Like, I should just put that out there and let's see what happens. We'll see. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much, the chat. Love you. Thank you. Until next time. Drink. Drink. Milk After Dark, your late night live stream where we talk Star Wars queerly. I am your host, Brian. With me, as always, are my much better hosts, Emma <laughs> and Mark. Hello. Are we ready? Yeah. We ready? yeah. Happy Pride Month, everyone. I forgot this is our Ooh. first Pride live stream. Let's get up, bitches. My dear friends, Mark, Hello. we missed you last week. Well, I am glad to be back because now I am coming to you all from what is argu- arguably the gayest city in the world, San Francisco. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just got a whole lot gayer. <clears throat> indeed, indeed. Although I'm sure New York <laughs> will have something to say about that because they're pretty gay too. <laughs> uh, I think San Francisco's gayer. <laughs> For me. For me. I I, I, the only reason I say this, hey, hey, New York has Stonewall, so there's that. You know, it's a pretty big, big event. So <laughs> I haven't been into a, 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 uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I haven't been to a bar. A house? Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, which one haven't I been to? Let's be honest. Uh, I haven't been to a bar in New York that had a leather curtain. But I have been to several bars in San Francisco with leather curtains. Mm, Anyways, okay. Fancy. So happy Pride Month, everyone. It's Pride Month. <laughs> hello, chat. Hello, Paul. Hello, Ale Alejandro. Hello, Kitten. Hello, Gabe. Hello, Brian. Hello, Paul. And our Jesse Ware fascination of the day. I'm so excited. But what I'm super, super excited for is our guest this evening, the one. The only that big old gay Jedi. <laughs> and my twin. And yes. my little twin. Took me a while to figure out how to get the headphones over it, but we found a way. <laughs> well, imagine poor Soak in that headband. The girls got to figure that out too. <laughs> welcome, welcome, friend. We're so excited to have you here thank you i could not be more excited it's so funny because i i mean i've been here since before you know 
I launched my channel. So it's a, it's a really fun full circle moment. And I'm honored to be here, especially for pride. Thank you. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I know we're not supposed to have favorites, but you're one of my favorite people. ever, (laughs) And you're just always like a ball of sunshine. And then your channel came out and I was like, this is exactly who I thought you were. And everything is so fantastic. Um, Tell us about your channel. For those that don't know what it is, even though if you're here, you should. They all know you. Everyone in the steam room loves you already, so I'm sure I'm sure you are. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, my channel is That Gay Jedi, and I cover and queer all things Star Wars. Um, I, one of my favorite things to do is just sort of take what exists in Star Wars canon that isn't explicitly queer and find ways to not only, like, see how queer how queerness is subtextually referenced in Star Wars, but also how Star Wars fits into my life as a queer consumer. So how I how I put it, how I place it when I'm watching it, how I'm placing it into like my queer life. So I like to do that, and I like to yeah make videos and and add an extra gayness into Star Wars, just like all of us here do. So yeah. And today he even liked throwing a little shade on Dua Lipa and her dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! You know what's funny, by the way, is there was actually a longer segment to that, and I cut it out because I was like, I don't oh. want to upset Dua Lipa. <laughs> Poor Dua. <laughs> but it's so funny that you caught that. Oh my god! Of course, okay, now I really got to see it. <laughs> I am a gigantic homo. I pick up on all <laughs> pop diva things. Um, so one of my favorite moments from your channel, which. I think you will forever probably be known for this, at least uh, at this juncture of your channel, is gang C-3PO because it was like the greatest thing ever in a million years. And ever since that video, every self-deprecating thing I say to myself, I hear your voice talking about C-3PO and the self-deprecating things. (laughs) Hey, it's a a real coping mechanism and 3PO is the king of it. It sure is. <laughs> ah. So, um, uh, hello, Danny. Hello, Andy. Hello, Ashley. Oh it's so you know, um, Din Luke is welcome here as long I- as Cobb is allowed to because <laughs> I am a gigantic Din Cobb stan. And I'm going to go ahead and pretend like we were the first live stream to declare the relationship and my pure giddiness and the giddiness that comes in time again. So if you did it before <laughs> us, just let me have it, please. Like it was my first ship. <laughs> just be generous. And I don't need to hear like, hey, we did it first. Please just give it to me. <laughs> and even if we the rest of the world knows that I wasn't. I want it. though. Thank you. <laughs> um so real quick, before we get into super prideness and talking to Chase, which is going to be interesting because we've never had like an interview with all four of us. So this could go. I'm excited. Great, <laughs> or it couldn't. Um, today's episode of Bad Batch. How are we all feeling beforehand? Don't drink spoiled milk. Spoilers <laughs> ahead. Spoilers ahead. All right. Chase. Did you see today's episode? I did. Okay. I did. Yes. I made sure. I did my homework. I took some notes. I even took notes. I watched it. Yeah. Yes, I like it. I was comment. ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. On a scale of one to ten, where are we at? With Bad Batch as a whole or this episode? Bad Batch. No, this episode compared to the rest of Bad Batch. This episode for me was like a nine, eight and a half, nine. I love it. I love I this episode. I love it. I love it. Emma, how about you? Yeah, I give it a solid nine. 
A solid nine. Mark? Yeah. Give it a nine as well. My favorite so far. Um, I would have thought that I would have been there, but the minute that face shield went up today, my heart and my body went into these like ecstatic like convulsions of pure joy <laughs> that I knew I loved my Martez sisters, but I don't think I realized how much I loved them until I saw Rafa's beautiful untrustworthy face i was like oh my god <laughs> i just was like pumping my my son was up my son gets up at 5 30 with me every friday to watch the bad batch and i was super excited and i'm a very bad gay because i'm wearing the same outfit i did last week for hope but i couldn't not wear my my trace and rafa shirt um so real quick before we get into super gayness i just want to say how important those two characters are like for representation. I think one, they made so Ahsoka like a super lesbian and like shipping them. I don't know who I want Ahsoka with more and it makes it very <laughs> weird and it brings my head to strange places, but um, <laughs> there you go. There's my hope. <laughs> yes. Uh, I opened up my phone this morning to immediately message hope and she beat me to it. But, um, as the father to two Latinx children who are a found family together, to see them as, as siblings who have been through trauma, who lost their parents the same way my children have, and to show how two different – sorry, we're getting, like, heavy, like, within the first 10 minutes. But, um, like, to see and show how two – children deal with trauma in two very different ways is so incredibly important. Mm -hmm. And I was been expressing my joy and the end of today's episode, like is really, really hard because I don't see anything good coming for trace because I know that she loves Rafa and I know I love Rafa too, but Rafa's going down a bad road. She's been going down a bad road. I feel like Trace is thinking they're working with Ahsoka and Rafa's working with somebody else and pulling one over on Trace, like all we know. And Trace is going to have to figure out sometimes what a lot of foster kids have to go through. And I have too much experience in this, but sometimes siblings cannot live together and there's too much trauma that they share between one another. And I know that's really heavy for star Wars, but we haven't seen that part of a found family yet because sadly, sometimes how and why found families are formed is because families get broken up. And, uh, Hey Joe. Um, <laughs> I think it's really, really, I really want to see that. And it's really important. And it just speaks like, I mean, I was really emotional this morning. It was over. Like I was kept going from a high, like super happy to like this lowest of low of of thinking about my own past few years of the things that we we've had to carry and the things that we will continue to carry. But I love the Martez sisters like so much and what they mean to Star Wars. And I'm really excited to see a different kind of family in Star Wars. So thank you, Martez sisters. Does anyone want to say anything about today's episode? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, I'll go first if that's okay. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I'm I, I'm not the biggest stand of those two characters. It just didn't connect with them quite like you did, right? But mm -hmm. I shouted out loud when I saw the first sister right on today's show, and I didn't realize I was like, oh my god, I'm god, I'm, I'm so glad they were back. And it, 
I was really surprised at my reaction. And I loved what they brought to this show, this particular episode. Um, you know, all oh, the pew, pew, pew. You know, the, the, you see the good in them. And then you see the, the, the chaotic side of them, which is all a big part of why we love them, right? Um, yep. And, yeah, just to me, it just all came together. Like, their introduction and how it led to this moment and where we're going to next whether it be for better or for worse, because I think it could go either way. I, I think I think it was meant to look bad when all was said and okay. done, but I don't think that's what's exactly what's going on. You're supposed to believe that just so that you wonder what's going on at this moment with those two. But I hope that's so. where I'm at with that. Yeah. I hope so. Emma, how about you? Do you have anything to add? Um yeah, mm. I mean that like the comment that I just posted from Andy you know it's like it's great to see that they're working against the Empire even though it's only just come into existence and it's a nice reminder that Star Wars is a show about or it's a franchise about freedom fighters and you know and rebellion and yeah I mean I love. I just love the little reminder, the little nudge of like, hey, like these people are still out there. Yeah, yep. exactly. I agree. Yeah. And thank you for pulling up Andy too. If you haven't listened to this week's episode with Andy, please do because it's oh my god, good. And I think <laughs> <Can't> wait, <laughs> I think Andy may have unknowingly slammed open doors that I don't know if they knew they were going to be slamming open, but really needed to be slammed open. And I, I think Andy was able to speak to a specific audience and a specific background that I am not able to speak to. Mm. And um, it's a really, really, really important episode. And it's um, I'm really, really proud to have launched Pride Month with that episode in particular. It's so good. It's it's so good. So, again, I know I feel like I say it all the time, but please go listen to Force Friends Rewatch. It's so great. Um, I've had the privilege of being on there. Chase was on there the week, uh, two weeks after me, did a much better job and tackled um, <laughs> tackled her in a very her. great way um, that was not easy. And then to hear that like you jumped at that opportunity speaks to you, and it's so great. So, oh, all right. Would it um, um, tell us how you got into Star Wars? Let's 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 open this up with like Star Wars conversation first it was very chaotic and <laughs> i had no le- like leadership with it i literally just i mean my earliest memories of, of star wars are watching all the prequels in the back of my friend's car driving to legoland and like i just remember watching those again and again i just remember like that's like how i remember watching them and then i started playing the lego games of the original trilogy and i honestly learned most of the original trilogy through the video game which was and not only a video game but lego video game <laughs> so it's like very irreverent and very weird way to get into it and then i also watched Spaceballs an odd amount of times as a kid i watched that movie <laughs> yes! so much as a kid so that was literally my introduction to star wars it's just chaotic and then it wasn't until honestly quarantine where i decided to like just kind of be like okay well where is that at now you know where's that love for star wars at now and i watched all the i binged all the moves movies and then i went through the shows and and then i was like oh it's there yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was something in you that had always been there and yeah. it was a yes. Yes. <laughs> yes 
Yes. And I also love that you put the eye makeup on. I don't know what it's called. I did but it I love just for eye. you. I had <laughs> with like an Ahsoka blue. It's, it's, it's kind of goes to I love it. <laughs> Looks great. Looks Thank you. Um, yes, Hope. I love what Hope says here. Sorry, we're going to do one backtrack to the Bad Batch because Omega would totally rock Rafa's coat. I would love for her to go with them at some point, you know? I think that yeah. would make for a really great adventure. Like, what if they need to take care of her at some point while the guys are doing something, yep. you know, that might be way, way too dangerous, you know? Because... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll talk more about yeah. that when we get into the show. Because, yeah. Well, I, I'm glossing <laughs> over like the important part of Hope's comment because I'm just talking about fur coats, but she does need some. Well, actually, hold on, beep, beep, back it up. I don't know if you need a like a mother figure or I like. Let's hope not because my children don't have any strong women. <laughs> in their life. Like I don't know a lot of women. Other, you know, Emma's and Hope and the, but like. IRL in my neighborhood, I don't mm-hmm. necessarily have that. And as I've been yeah. very open about, I don't know how exactly all the the moms around here totally feel. I think they're nice, but what really goes on, I don't know because I hear some of the things the kids say. So they're nice to our face, which is all I could really ever ask. But what happens <laughs> behind closed doors, I don't really mm-hmm. know. The yeah. desperate um, housewives of it all. <laughs> <laughs> yep, a hundred percent. But I feel like Tom and I talked about this. Maybe we talked about it on here, like a few episodes ago. But like you know, as two dads, it's something that I'm very conscious of. Like I don't, I don't, I don't have. You know, luckily for him, he has two sisters, so like they have two aunts that are there. Uh, they live on the other side of the country, but they're there. Like I don't have any female relationships in my life to like even like say hey (laughs) come help so um we're super affectionate and i we try to bring what i my idea of like a maternal aspect to rearing children is as as close as i can as a dude um but like so i don't know we'll see we'll see how it goes hope let's let's talk in like 20 years (laughs) (laughs) let's see let's see um yeah so okay super chaotic intro to star wars love it i think that is like probably like the most natural way to watch star wars because i don't exactly know how old you are but you are younger than me (laughs) and there was a lot more star wars when you were younger like we i had three movies (laughs) and um and eventually had two ewok movies too uh and two cartoons but um, I think kids – I feel when children are brought into Star Wars, it is very rarely the movies. It's toys first. It's a Lego game these days. It's some other medium mm-hmm. that brings it together. But I think – and I feel like I've said this many times too, but I think that's part of what's so intrinsically great with Star Wars is it's – because stories on the surface are simple, and I think Star Wars by design – um is built for all of us to like queer it as you do on your YouTube channel, but it's their characters are designed that we can put ourselves on any of them at any time. Doesn't matter about gender, doesn't matter about any of these things. I understand and I agree that gender and other things need to be brought to the center stage, but at the same time, I also think it's gonna be very difficult because I think part of Star Wars' DNA is to be able to put everybody yourself on everything. But I think the video games allow us to tell our own stories or toys or cosplay, tell our own Star Wars stories and figure 
I mean, I can tell you, I was trying to figure out a little gay baby me through like relationships with my Star Wars toys, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, if I had Din Cobb when I was a kid, I would have been you know, <laughs> probably out a lot earlier than I was. <laughs> um, so, how long were you like out of Star Wars before you came back? Did it like go completely away, or its importance just became bigger? No, it went it went like completely away. It's just because I really have never even had anyone necessarily like no one in my family really likes Star Wars or liked it as I like got older and like I didn't really have any like that many Star Wars friends. And so I mean I had a couple, like I had a couple of like people like in my life that like love Star Wars, but I don't know, I just never I just it went completely away. It went completely away. But that's kind of what made it fun to revisit because I got to like revisit it with like total adult gal- glasses on, you know what I mean? And it was nice to be able to like look at it with you know, somewhat fresh eyes from like um, a perspective where I could analyze it as queer. Whereas like as a kid, you know, I, I wasn't necessarily analyzing it in the same way as queer. I was experiencing it queerly for sure. You know, watching nope. Luke run around on Dagobah in that little tank top was for sure experiencing that queerly as a kid. You wanted to be Yoda feeling on his shoulder? Yeah. <laughs> oh, listen, I wanted to be Yoda on his backpack while he ran. That was it. That, was the moment. This is that one point where he feels his shoulder up too. It was like, yeah, because, you know. Oh, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and then Chase just wanted to be on his back. <laughs> I had to replace Andy's tears with real steam. I'm trying to help you out here. Andy. I'm trying to help you out. <laughs> um, no, but it's awesome. Like Emma can't wait for Silas to start watching Star Wars. And like, yeah. like yeah. I have the like which I, I like the opposite thing as you, Chase, because like I only know it. Like I never I don't know a life without it. And then to experience it through a child's eyes has been like really amazing. Like I love Michael, like Michael's very concerned that Rex is going to turn bad. Like this morning, he's like, daddy, is Rex going to turn bad? Is it going to be bad? I'm like, I don't know. Daddy, you know everything about Star Wars. Tell me if he's going to be bad. I can handle it. (laughs) 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 Oh, cracks me up. You know, it's funny. It's like I, uh, you know, when Chase is talking about the Lego games and everything, it's like I, I hope people don't disregard those Lego games because I love playing them, right? And the first time I played it, I, I want to say it was the Saga one because it takes you like through the whole story, and then you finally mm-hmm. make it to the end of the Death Star two and make the escape, you know, before it blows up. And I had full on tears just watching that damn moment in the Lego version, and I was like, from that moment on, I was like, I'm never ever going to think of these games as just being a little thing. I mean, they really bring out the emotion and and that's a lot of fun. You know, the fact that you said that it it transcends, it doesn't have to be in the particular medium. It's just really all in the way it's presented and you have the core, the characters, the story and, you know, what they bring about. And it always shines through in one way or another. Plus when you're playing on the, on even Lego video game, you're playing as the characters, you're playing it through sort of like their eyes in a way, you know what I mean? So it just makes it even more sort of impactful. (laughs) Super cute. Well, M, that's one of the things that you love about Fallen Order, right? Is like you're playing as the character and you're experiencing the story through Cal, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Even though she wants to jump into the screen. I was just going to even know you want to jump through the screen and be with Trilla, but that's such a point. <laughs> well, yeah, of course, because Trilla is, like, so alluring. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> it's 
fine. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, like playing as Cal is a great story choice. I find like and for a lot of reasons, like there's so many moments where it's just really moving, like when you're sort of um crawling through the blizzard on Ilum and finding your crystal, like yeah. It's so it's it's moving in a way that it wouldn't be if it was purely like third person perspective, you know? Yeah. I did buy it. I bought it for my birthday. Mm-hmm. I bought myself a couple of birthday presents. That was one. Haven't played it yet though. But it's still it's sitting I'm very on my desk right over there. It's you. sitting on my on my desk <laughs> next to the backpack that I need to yeah. still continue to mail to Emma. You need so. to play it and you need to Meet my wife, Trilla. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Report yes. back, and then we will we will quiz you when you played it. Okay, Mister. We'll oh. put you on the spot. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but right. it will be more. It'll be more. You'll be talking more about the joy of the game and what the journey and the frustration when you get to certain planets because you're All like, I'm oh my do. god. <laughs> now I played Battlefront Two. For like an hour with Jack, and this is my experience the whole time. Jack, I don't understand. How do I? What's? How do I not look up? Can you please? <laughs> I felt very old. It was. Uh, I felt very old. <laughs> All right, Chase, you ready for some lightning round questions? I'm. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a favorite movie? <laughs> I think my favorites would be. Can I pick one from each trilogy or no? This is you're our guest. You can do whatever you want. You oh, I make love the this. rules. I love that. You make the rules, friend. <laughs> Prequel, Revenge of the Sith, for sure, is like one of my favorite movies out of yeah, all of them. Um, even if I don't break it up by trilogy, I think my top two would be Revenge of the Sith and Empire. Um, nice. And then if I was to break it up by trilogy, I'd say okay, okay. <laughs> out of the, the tri- my favorite is the Rise of Skywalker. My favorite is the Rise of Skywalker, which I just feel like is like scary to say in a lot of stories. Listen, but wait, Brian, Brian, listen, you have to understand why it's one of my favorites. Out of out of the sequel trilogy, it's my favorite. Like, I just think that while they listen, I could pick it, I could pick it apart. But what I think that one thing I think they did really, really well was hit their um their like their their pictures, like the like the everything was um the aesthetic was really on for me and the color and like the way they framed things and the way it was directed, just some shots were really just pictured really, really well. And for me, like that's a big part of what Star Wars is. And for me, like that, that movie really does that. And so I, I think if I was to pick one of my favorite out of the new trilogy, it would, it would, the sequel trilogy, not the new trilogy, excuse me, the sequel trilogy, it would probably be rise of Skywalker because of that. And I love, I love, I love the inversion of it in a weird way. It's not religious, but it's also like, queer and its inversions some of them no i think what we're going to do on one of these upcoming um after dark live streams we all just need to live stream the rise of skywalker together and a group team up that gay jedi pink milk force friends rewatch hope everybody like we'll figure it out and we should have a um live audio commentary of the rise of skywalker because i think it'd be great. so <laughs> that would be so I'm fun i'm down <laughs> so i have to tell you don't i mean i was playing around by my my thing one i am very happy that like you love the rise of skywalker and honestly i'm gonna take brian making it about himself somehow shocker. <laughs> but like 
honestly, I'm like really proud that Mark, Emma, and I, and After Dark doesn't scare people away because we are all very open and honest that we do not like that movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it makes me proud that we're doing something right that we're not like ticking a bunch of people off either. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because it, we all know what Star Wars Twitter can look like. So, um, absolutely. That's what absolutely. I meant, just so you know, when I said that's how we win, <laughs> talking about what we love, not talking about what we hate. Just so you're aware, that's case right. in point, I wasn't going to throw shade, but I saw a video. There we go. So, <laughs> just so you know, that's what I meant. That fan is everything. <laughs> what's what's the what's the word? If you know, you know. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that's the word. <laughs> All right. Uh, favorite character. I'm making my rules. I'm not choosing one. Ahsoka. Cal Kestis is one of my favorite characters. Okay. Um, And Leia, I would say. Boom. I love it. I was just asked this question on uh, It Wars. I was on It's True Mm -hmm. All of It podcast, and I picked three myself. I'm like, I can't. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) Not happening. Uh, Favorite line. Yeah. 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 Actually, I want to hear everybody. Emma, three favorite characters. Oh gosh. Um, okay. Uh, oh no. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's a test. I'm seeing if she was paying attention. I was paying attention. <laughs> Mark, go. Mark, I'm going to give Ahsoka, him a second. Ahsoka, go. Luke, Ray. Uh, off the top oh, of my head. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Love Those it. are good characters. Love it. Emma. Um. Okay. Uh, Leia, Ben Solo, Ray. There you go. Boom. Love it. Um, Also, uh, before I forget, make sure you smash that like button, hit subscribe, do all of those things. Leave a comment. Uh, In the next week, leave a comment below. uh, Click Uh, the little bell so that you get notified when we get put up new content. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, the next two episodes are going to be pre-recorded because Mm. I'm going on vacation. So Mm. we're going to I'm going to ask everyone in the steam room to find each other on Twitter. And it would be amazing if we like live tweeted because it's still going to go on at 730 and just live tweet. Like, let's all pretend that they're live. I think it would be amazing. And maybe if I'm not out eating dinner or whatever, I'll join a a live (laughs) chat. I think it'd be fun. But I did just listen to. I don't know when it's going to be released yet in what order, but Emma did an amazing conversation. Um, and I completely, oh, Emma's talk on Leia is effing mind blowing <laughs> because um, the guest says something about how they weren't super thrilled with Leia in chains in Return of the Jedi. And Emma, in her beautiful, friendly way, was like, well, you know, this is how I look at it. And it's so good. I was just listening to it today going boom. And also uh, have some have a Kleenex box when you when you get to YouTube and you see a one-on-one episode with Emma. Yeah. Um, get the Kleenex because the end is <laughs> very I'm guessing like, there's some Hudslayer love thrown in mm. there, correct? Oh. Is that what there's some Hudslayer love. But yeah, no, but we also we had a, a the the guest had a very important message about Rogue mm-hmm. One and about oh. the importance of the story of Rogue One and about its significance in Star Wars and about its parallels to um to their life. And yep. yeah, it was just it's something that everybody needs to hear. Okay. Yeah. It was With tissues because you will cry. Yeah. Uh huh. It was, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would have never asked this question. Oh, I'm going to switch these around. Chase, I never would have asked this question until I saw your unboxing video because, <laughs> oh. but what's your favorite lightsaber? My least favorite? 
No, your your favorite oh, lightsaber. Sorry, my favorite. I heard least favorite. I may have said I may have said least. <laughs> um, I think my favorite lightsaber is Cal's lightsaber and mm. Leia's. Those are my two favorite. Le- I can't choose. I can't choose. But Cal's Cal's metaphorically the journey. That lightsaber <sighs> is special. I love that lightsaber. And then Leia's lightsaber. Okay. Question again. Spoiler alert for anyone in the chat, but. So he, I forget. Does he build his lightsaber like Edgar Bridger, or does he get it from Zeb? His Zeb. I I don't know the character's name. Oh, his Cal Master. Cal. Uh, Cal. Cal yes. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. I call him Edgar Bridger. Like, did did he, <laughs> did he build his thing like Edgar did in Rebels, or did he get it from <laughs> his Zeb Master? I don't know the things the his master's name, but I know he's Zeb. He, mm-hmm. How to answer this, I, Brian? I don't know if we, I want you to play this game. Okay, yes. I, do, yes. I, yes. I, I genuinely okay. don't want to yeah. say it. I can't that's an important okay. part of it all, to be honest. That is yeah, an important it's part, part of okay. it. All. It yeah. is important. Yeah. Yes, because if, if, when when all is said and done, it's not even just like you're playing some game where like you have a goal and all that, and all, but you just yourself, you you feel like you grow with this character and his journey and what they do and what they have to accomplish and everything. And that's an important part of it all. So yeah, we would be taken away from that journey if we spoiled it. Okay. Am I going to be able to build, am I going to be able to build a lightsaber like this though? Am I going to be able to build it? You'll be able to work your camera. Just remember you have to use the left joystick as well as the right. I'm not it's, I'm not that talented. Brian, I'm honestly I'm not very good at like games where I have to really control like the point of view, but this one the sensitivity isn't that intense and it's it's yeah. it, it kind of auto guides your view enough to it's where true. you'll be fine. It's true. Okay. Yeah. You will be fine. Okay. Boom. Okay. The only thing I will say is make sure you go to Kashyyyk before you go to Dathomir. Otherwise, yes, you would get it. very frustrated. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that because we all know I would have went straight to Dathomir the minute I could have done that. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, I just watched Solo on my birthday too. If anyone saw my tweet, saw that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love Solo. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I love. I just love that movie. And when Darth Maul says tells Kira to meet him on Dathomir, I'm like, I need. To see Dathomir. I am not someone who normally, like, I've been very, I don't separate live action and animation. Generally, I do not care. That, I need to see. IRL. Um, Okay, favorite line, Chase. Favorite Star Wars line. Oh, your focus determines your reality. That's, that's the one. Mm, For sure. Always makes me think of Brian, too. I think Brian is so, like, so many times it's just, like, ingrained in my head now, and I think about that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mark, how about you? What's your favorite? My favorite line? Mm-hmm. Out of all the many, um, oh, you must unlearn what you have learned. Oh. I just took that with me from like once I got being an adult, and it just it just meant so much to me because I kept thinking it's like bad habits, things that you learn from people who aren't necessarily good for you, and then you grow older and you learn to kind of shed a lot of those bad habits, and you know. When we're younger and we have like things are very, very different in our heads, sometimes we can be very self-righteous and we think we're always right. And, you know, and then we realize we're like, God, I was such a prick before, <laughs> you know, and then you grow and and then you realize yep. it's like, oh, I need to be more open minded, need to be more open to these things and what people are saying. And it's like, it's OK. And it's OK to admit you're wrong, too. You know, so I all that. 
just from that yep. one little line, it's just over time as I've grown up, it's just become even more and more important. Yep. And when you do have those moments that you realize you're a bit of a jerk at some point in time, please find the courage to speak to whomever you were a jerk to and apologize. It does not matter how long ago it was. Just apologize. It's the right thing to do. It's scary. But do it. Can you tell I'm a father? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Emma, how about you? Do you have a favorite line? Yes, it is. uh, The Force does not belong to the Jedi to say that if the Jedi die, the light dies is vanity. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Followed quickly by... Do you have a larger Beautiful. jar of spaghetti? That's <laughs> <laughs> the number two line. <laughs> oh my god! Very important. All right, Chase. Uh, favorite ship? Okay, okay. Wait, are we talking about relationship or like? Or like <laughs> that's right. I love it. Okay, I am such not a shipper. No, a spaceship first, and then we'll go to relationship. And we'll if. Do both. if if Ashley's still in the room, if she's still in the chat there, I'm total Din Luke. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Spaceship well, first. Spaceship first. Uh the ghost. For sure the ghost. Nice. Yeah. It's just, it's just, I mean, it's 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 the one that feels most like home to me. Like mm-hmm. the Falcon, of course, feels like home in a lot of ways, but to me, like it's literally like like it's just like a it's like a camping tent that flies you know what i mean they just have that it's just like the spirit of that show and uh, i have to say the ghost for sure that's a good one that's a good one i i could get there i could get there um okay favorite other ship oh din luke din luke i just listen brian there's room for a third always oh (laughs) <laughs> hey all but, ships are valid here. there's room for there's a lot there's room for a lot more than just two even if you never thought you would it's like all of a sudden one day something comes something or somebody comes along and it changes everything like the other day i had a beer that i was like i told my my partner we're like okay we're gonna have a thruple with this beer i'm sorry we're just <laughs> letting you know right now right I even put it in the review for the beer online, so I'm surprised somebody hasn't said anything. But <laughs> I, I think my, I think Tom would appreciate it if I said we're going to have a throuple with just a beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, am I kidding? I don't know. Um, Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, favorite moment for you, Chase, in the steam room? Because I feel like you've been to almost every live stream. Oh, Mama, I I rarely miss a Friday. Oh, hi, Blake. Oh, Oh, Blake. (laughs) That's my partner, Blake. I have to say, I I loved your partner for, like, for a while now, for a long while now, since, like, the beginning of, you've been here from almost the start, right? If not the very start. Um, but I just found your YouTube channel today and your between the lines video. I was telling Chase this before we went on, like made my heart so happy. I have shared my story about what that song means to me in this very steam room. And then to see another couple like being all lovey and beautiful to it is just like, so like I was just very happy. 
I was Thank very happy. You. And, That's and you're young and you're young. And it was like, oh my God, Tom and I used to be young and young once. And we was like, it was just everything was everything. I was so happy. So I can't wait for the two of you like 14 years from now to look back and go like, and remember that it's going to be the greatest thing in the entire world. Thank you. I just converted that to a VHS too, which was kind of like a fun little thing. It added another element to it. Yeah. Seriously. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I just said that. Okay. Anyway. What is your favorite moment from the steam room? Um, I think it was, it was, it was like a childhood, very like validating moment where I forgot. I don't know if it was like a specific movie. Hi, Molly. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if it was a specific, like, I forgot what episode it was, but basically we were talking about Anakin as a sad boy. And like, as, <laughs> as a sad boy myself, <laughs> as a little depressed queer kid watching Star Wars and drooling over Anakin, I, I didn't really, I obviously didn't relate to his, his, his anger and his, well, his anger. Yeah, sure. But not as like violence. But I related to like his sad boy arc, and I was just like, "Oh, he's just he's just emo. He's just sad. You know what I mean? He just needs a hug." And I was like, "Same." So it was when we were talking about we were talking about um, all about as, him as a sad boy, and I was just like, a little part of me healed that night when we were talking about it in the steam room. Oh my god, I love it! That's so moment. great. Yeah. And then it got steamy and thirsty. I'm sure. Oh, mama! It was followed. a quick, quick turn. <laughs> <laughs> thank you molly we definitely called each other ahead of time to be twinsies <laughs> head on over to zerecords.com and purchase one yourself help get me a bonus nice <laughs> I, didn't, um, I didn't i didn't wear the the hat but i did wear the shirt so i you know, love yeah. it i had missed the memo but yeah <laughs> oh, sorry. had you showed up last week you probably would have gotten uh, oh, <laughs> oh, that is unfair <laughs> I mean, it's, it's totally place, unfair place, like i was thinking my place looked like right <laughs> my place looked like the warehouse at the end of raiders of the lost ark it was insane i oh no oh, i can imagine oh, 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 but a week later Fabulous totally kidding. approaching. <laughs> it is, and it looks great back there. We love you, and I really love the Max Rebo. Um, of course. <laughs> uh, two things real quick. Molly, if you're still in the room, thank you for what you and Alex did. That was, like, so amazingly fantastic. If you didn't watch their Lego live build, they were streaming names and, and Twitter pics of, of, like, I don't know, a whole lot of queer Star Wars fans and opening up Twitter the next morning after that and seeing how many people you made so happy was so amazing. Uh, Jess in particular, I know Jess, I've gotten to know her very well through Twitter and I know how much she loves you and I know their journey and how far she's come in the last like year and a half. And I know the two, like I know it meant so much to so many people. So I just really want the two of you to know what it meant and um you're good peeps you're really really solid peeps and um we all love you and we're very we're very thankful that like when people think star wars content creation the two of you are the first ones anyone ever thinks of and the fact that you're so positive and so kind and so generous and that's the first thing that people think of um in star wars particularly right now um is really, really great. And I hope the two of you are just really, really, really proud of what you've built together because it's amazing. Um, also, real quick, back to Sad Boy, uh, Anakin Skywalker. Another thing and another reason you need to listen to Andy on this week's podcast is Andy's take on Anakin and Padme as a queer person. Um, and for me, as like a gay dude, was like never before 
have I ever thought of it this way? But holy shiz balls, is it like on point and on fire? And it's amazing. So, all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, good, good answers. Those were not as fast as I thought because I talked too much, but thank you, whatever. <laughs> What else is new? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, also, I just want to say thank you to Alex and Molly because, I mean, just hearing you talk about it, Brian, I was like trying not to cry. I was. It's just it, it. It means so much because, especially when it comes to bigger content creators on on in Star Wars, there's not a lot of positive leadership there. And like I said, as as someone who kind of came into the fandom from an adult perspective, it was that was a really frustrating part about you know, getting back into Star Wars and, and those two have always just been like rocks. I mean, they're just awesome people and it's, it is a very generous thing to do. And, um, I just want to say, I appreciate it as well because it's, it made my whole week for sure. Yep. Yep. I love it. I love it. Are we getting some friends in here for pride week? Uh, they're gone. Yeah, they're okay. gone. Oh, Look at this. Thank God the two of you can do this now because I wouldn't have seen that. So bye, James. Bye, Ice. Hope you feel better.